Hi. Hi. <laughs> Long time no see. Yeah. We have microphones. I'm sitting on a squeaky chair. This is, oh, we're doing a selfie right now. It's perfect. Real time podcasting. Awesome. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh man. In in the little room. We're at uh, the Hunting and Fishing Club in Bancroft, Ontario. And we're, uh, we, we're trying to get some peace and quiet away from all the ATVs and the dirt bikes and the partiers. You can hear an ATV in the background. Yes, maybe. you I don't can know. hear some motors <laughs> go by for sure. Well, they're all going to come back soon and like have dinner and stuff. So it's yeah. going to get real loud. That's True. okay. That's, That's okay. okay. Yeah. As long okay. as there's no like hardcore music playing with lots of bass. Oh, fun. well, I think we'll survive. <laughs> this is like, like a we were talking before we started recording this is we're putting this out for free this is what you get (laughs) suck it up i've gone as far as renting equipment like microphones and shit oh i was supposed to ask you about that anyway no it's fine we'll talk about it later (laughs) off mic off mic it's like you're gonna tell me how to not have to pay taxes right yes yeah Yeah, definitely (laughs) i was gonna say so happy sunday happy sunday Sunday. how are you feeling pretty good not bad yeah although yesterday i was like the baby's not kicking as much mm. and then i woke up this morning and he was like kick 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 i'm in a wrestling match so, eh? yeah it's weird because i'm at that point i'm 25 weeks now so well almost 20 i'm like two days away from 25 mm-hmm. weeks mm-hmm. i'm rounding up mm-hmm. um but like apparently the movements don't get like as regular until 28 weeks which is when you're supposed to count the kicks count which is anxiety inducing in my opinion like what happens if he doesn't kick 10 times in one hour oh is that what it's supposed to be yeah so i think you pick like i don't know my midwife is gonna tell me from googling it's like you pick an hour where he's most active during the day and you just kind of count okay which at 25 weeks he can't really do that yet so okay okay wow do you have a ever working on the name we do. We have two names. Okay. Secret names. Oh no! I don't expect you to tell me <laughs> the names right now. But <laughs> well, one of the names I told my dad, and my dad's like, "That is a terrible name." Oh. So I'm like, okay, thanks, Dad. Love you. Oh man, why, why ask him? Eh? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's very honest. Mm-hmm. He's, he's great. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but honestly, yeah, I think like our thinking is we have these two names that we really like. Okay. So maybe we'll meet. The baby and be like, you're you're definitely a blah, insert blah, name blah. here, <laughs> or you're definitely a insert name B here, uh-huh. or or neither no, of neither these names those names. Exactly, <laughs> you'll be nameless. We will call you boy for the next three weeks. Yeah, or you could be like a Kathy. Who knows? <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. Whatever. Or like a Seely, maybe. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> that's not one of the two. <laughs> no, I wouldn't think so. That's pushing it. <laughs> What was I going to say? Oh, you texted me earlier this week about being in this horrible meeting. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're like, save it for the pod. I, uh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, was talking to you? Yeah. No, I for Yeah. I don't know. I think so accountants get a bad rep, I think, a little bit for 
Yes. Not being They're like the dentist social. of money. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, not, not social. <laughs> I'm a social person. I'm actually not. Mark has made me more social. But yeah, I sat in a room with my coworkers and we didn't really talk for like an hour on our lunch break. What? Yeah. But Where then, do you work? Can I ask that? Do so, you yeah. want that to be known? Yeah, that's fine. Well, I, maybe I won't say the name of the accounting no. firm, but I work for an accounting firm like Midtown Toronto. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I do like, I'm a chartered professional accountant, like comma chartered accountant. Yes. So, so you'll always have a job. Yeah. Congratulations. Yes. There are two certain things in life. I thought taxes. about getting my CGA, you know, not yeah? just, like when I was young you and fresh like you. I'm too <laughs> old to do it now. You're never You're crazy? too crazy? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> this, the, just that one, I think there's one course on statistics or something. I yeah. think I would just, I would pull my eyes out of my head probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like numbers. So I feel like that helps. But like, put me in like a history class and I'm just dying. Oh, I like so, history class. But I, yeah. I like numbers, too, because they're, like, I don't know. I don't mind math and all yeah. that. It's just practice. Yeah. No, 100%. I've done bookkeeping and accounting for okay. a wine agency for, like, seven or eight years, Oh, that's right? so cool. So I was, I'm was i familiar with general ledgers yeah. and debits and credits and Fancy. profit and loss <laughs> yeah. and balance sheets and Oh, that's all awesome. That. Yeah. Okay, this goes on the list of things I didn't know about We you. can talk accounting. I'm not foreign. I also used to work at an accounting firm in an administrative no capacity in Midtown. That's so cool. Uh, it was uh, mainly, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but mainly um, a Jewish firm. Like a, it okay. was like a run by uh, I feel like that's a bunch of Jewish yeah, you're people. Allowed to say that. A bunch of Jewish kids worked there. Yeah. It was great. I, they were very social. Yeah. We had, at lunchtime, we would play, um, oh, God, what's that mad, a magazine card game? Like, oh, not Mad Libs. That's not No, right. it's called, like, not What Me Worry, but it's, like, anyway, Mad Cards we yes. used to play. And oh, that's I, fun. It took me forever to learn how to do it, but we had... It was fun. I felt like I yeah. got adopted into the cool club because okay. I started playing cards with everybody. Yeah. I joined the softball team. Uh, That's you know, awesome. I was doing all that. So, yeah, they I were think fun. Our firm, we go golfing maybe once every so often. Right. People at the firm are very friendly. Right. Super nice. A lot of them have families. Mm. There's only 11 of us. Oh, it's so small. It's small. Yeah. Um, this one was like had two hundred people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like we're considered we're considered like small and medium sized still because okay. there's like sole proprietors that are like one dude mm-hmm. running his own show with an assistant. Mm-hmm. So we're definitely bigger than that. Right. But yeah, I don't know. It's everyone's very friendly. Mm-hmm. Not the most talkative on occasion, but that I don't. That's fine. Sorry. How are you doing? I didn't even ask. Uh, who cares? Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, we went to the lake yesterday. Okay. It was a huge party yeah. at Pritchard on the property here, just so listeners know, on the, at the hunting and fishing club, it's 1100 acres. And on the property, they have this big lake called Pritchard Lake. And there was a huge party down there. So everybody hopped on their ATVs, went down. Do you don't understand? You weren't there. No, How prepared not. they were. I heard. The Gigantes brought like... 
washing tub barbecues. They brought, he had a special rotisserie uh, pig roaster made out of stainless steel. Okay. And so wow. they roasted a pig. They had three things going with like chicken and sausages and bacon and chili. And Jeez. It was insane. I had no it's idea. We showed up. I, I dirt biked there with Greg. And yeah. This is only like basically my second time riding. Okay. And it was a little scary. Yeah, that's a very scary route. As a pregnant person, I'm like, maybe I don't go to Pritchard. That's a little rough for you. Yeah. <laughs> I made it though. I okay, stalled twice. Can I tell you? That's not bad. The first time that's I a huge route. Oh, the first time I stalled, I went up. I was going up a hill. This always happens. I start okay. going up a hill. It's really rocky. And um, I'm always in too high a gear. So I try to gear down, and then when I try to gear down, I stall, and I'm stuck halfway up the hill, and I oh, started no. swearing like a sailor, right? <laughs> I was going like, fuck, fuck, <laughs> and Irene Breeze comes up behind me. She's got John Carlo, her son's yes. girlfriend's son. He's seven years old, and I'm swearing like crazy, <laughs> so mad, and Irene's like, are you okay? <laughs> I started going... Wow, I must sound insane because I was so angry. Yeah. I, I got so, like, frustrated. So then Greg came down, started the bike, rode it up the hill for me. Yeah. Fine. Second time I saw it was in a big, deep puddle. There was, like, lots no. of, like, big, muddy puddles. Yeah. I was so mad. <laughs> when you're stuck in a puddle. Oh, yeah, that's not great. But I managed to start it and okay, go. Okay, fine. I, it was two. fine, but wait, this is, we're there all day. We're there okay. for six, seven hours, something oh ridiculous God. like that. Yeah. It's kind of cold. It's kind of raining. At one point, there was like three drunk guys trying to put a tarp up <laughs> so that we wouldn't get wet. And then Greg's fishing. There's a dance uh, party happening on the dock. I with saw all the a video girls. of that. Yeah, I saw yeah. the Macarena. Yeah, exactly. And Nathan, little Nathan in the middle of all these girls. He was loving it. <laughs> little Nathan, what is he? Seven? Yeah, I think seven. Surrounded by women screaming. He was getting all this attention, just lapping it up. <laughs> and then I was like, dang to Greg, I was like, let's go. Like, I, I'm scared of going back. Like, I, yeah. I'm worried about the drive back because... I don't know. Plus, it had been raining. It's going to be slippery. Anyway. Yeah, you don't want to go back in the dark. We go when Greg wants to go, okay? <laughs> He's on Delent's time. Yeah. So, we all leave together. Walking up that hill is a bugger. Uh, yeah. And it's terrifying trying to ride a machine up that hill. If you Do, do you park yours at the top? We parked at the top. So, that's smart. Yeah. Last time I went there, and I was like 10 weeks pregnant, not smart. No. We drove down. With our yeah, ATVs. So steep. And I thought for sure our ATV, like I, we rode two separate ATVs. I thought for sure they were going to go flying backwards. Yeah, no, I'm not interested this in that. This is a very steep hill. <laughs> <laughs> so we leave. It's almost pitch black by the time no. we leave. The sun has gone down, is going down very oh. quickly. It's raining. Yeah. I'm, t I'm like, I'm fucked. I was totally fucked. So... First, I try to get my bike going. It took me so long just to start the damn thing. Anyway, so I start it. And just as I start to go, I fall down. I dropped the bike. No. Fell down on the ground. I was like, oh, this is going to be a fun ride. <laughs> so then I was nervous from the get-go. Yeah. So then I get on my bike and I start going. Anyway, it was a nightmare. 
Oh my god. At one point I started crying. Yeah. Because I was so terrified. And well, I was like dark I, on a hard trail. I was trying to calm down. And yeah. I was so upset. I was so mad at Greg. Yeah. I yelled at him. I told I said, You're a selfish I yeah. was like, I told you I wanted to leave two hours ago and now I gotta drive in the rain oh and the pitch god, black. Two hours. And I don't know what I'm doing. I'm scared shitless and you yeah. got me doing this. I was so angry with him. Yeah. And he just stood there, mm-hmm, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, dear. Yes, honey. And then Allie, my stepdaughter, is like, Yeah, I Kelly's not wrong. <laughs> Cause I'm not wrong. <laughs> Anyway, I made him come and help me because at one point we had to go down the steep, rocky part and I was ter- I stopped and I was like, I can't do it. I'm too scared. Yeah. I thought I was going to fall. And I was like, I'm yeah. going to fall. You have to get the bike for me. I was crying. I, was I like, can't I'm- even imagine on a bike. Like on an ATV is scary oh enough. Oh my God. It was a nightmare. Yeah. And then at near the end of the trail, Michael uh, came behind us with his ATV and he was lighting the way for us. Yeah. So I was so grateful. Oh my god, yeah. Anyway, so then we went to wash our bikes and every and I didn't fall down again. Like I okay. stalled a couple more times. Yeah. And then Greg was mad because every time we're going down a hill, I do this thing where I hold in the clutch or go into neutral and kind of yeah. go slowly and break and cuz I don't want to go fast. Yeah. Cuz I'm not safety first. I'm not familiar with the terrain. Yeah. It's terrifying, you know. And yeah, it's apparently that not as a 25 week pregnant person, I have not been on the trail in 15 weeks, but <sighs> I heard that it's kind of washed out in some parts because we've got so much rain. Some parts it's muddy, yeah, deep puddles, and then there's parts where there's smooth rocks, which yeah. is what I'm most I'm really scared that's of. That's scary, yeah, that's really scary, very slippery. So, anyway, very humbling, terrifying. Yeah. I came back, all the muscles in my upper body were like. I was so tense. Oh, yeah. I was like holding on for dear life the whole time. Anyway, we made it. Everyone's like, we made it. Oh, my God. And then Michael came. We were washing our bikes. He came to wash his ATV, and he's like making jokes. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, well, Kelly, you weren't wrong. Like, you asked him to leave three hours ago. I was like, yeah, I did. You're right. Anyway. So quite a few people heard. <laughs> well, I appreciate Michael because he's also married to a dilemma. Yes. So yeah. he's like an outsider, so he can see all the same yeah. things I see. Uh, he's a fellow. Wait, no. He is. Is he Slovenian? Yes. He's okay. definitely Slovenian. I was going to say a fellow we're, non-Slovenian, we're not but we're, quite... we're non-Slovenian. Yeah, you and okay. I are non-Slovenian, so <laughs> we understand. There's a few of us up here. <laughs> anyway, that was my humbling. Otherwise, my week, who cares? You know, work, yeah. whatever, exercising. That's so intense. But the, yeah, the, the dirt bike ride. And he wanted to go again to the lake today. And I was like, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> sure, we can uh, yeah. ride two of us on one ATV and you can drive the whole time. No freaking way, man. I wanted to just, like, relax. Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. my story and I'm sticking to it. Well, there's a lot of um, activity here. Yeah, I don't really, this is around. new. Like I said, it's uh, almost six at night, so people are going to want to go dinner. Okay, well... Regardless, well, uh, here we are. So <laughs> maybe I should put a note on the door. Recording, session recording in progress. Is. No, I think it adds Shut up, like please. ambiance or something. You know. Okay, perfect. Like a little. That's a little extra. Little banging. Je ne sais quoi. <laughs> it adds a little je ne sais quoi. Perfect. All right. The whole thing here is now we have to talk about this episode. Well, the episode itself. It started out like it was going to be a funny one, and then it really oh my God. took a deep dive, yeah. which 
is fine. Yes. Good episode overall. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that at the end, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. just very, like, not an episode to watch after you've had a hard day. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty intense, so I guess we can't avoid it any longer. But... All right, why don't you start us off? Well, here we are sure. watching Bones, season one, episode five. The Boy in the Bush. Ta-da! <laughs> What do we got? So, we start out with Brennan giving a guest lecture to a huge group ah. of anthropology students at ah. something called American University in Washington, D.C. Oh, my God. Yes. She comments on the working relationship between the Jeffersonian and the FBI and how they've had this long, beautiful relationship. But the way she says it, it she says it somewhat seductively, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. Anyway, but no one really seems to care about this lecture, even though she's in... A bigger lecture hall than the biggest lecture hall at McMaster University, which mm. is where I went to school. Yes. And so I'm looking at this room. I'm like, where is this? <laughs> <laughs> this is massive. Somewhere in Washington? <laughs> I, yeah, I guess somewhere in Washington. But yeah, so th- these these students, they don't care. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't want to listen to her speak. Mm-hmm. She's trying to be interesting by showing her, showing that they, that originally the FBI and, and Jeffersonian had a disagreement and... The the FBI was like, we need help on this case. What is this? And then the Jeffersonian was like, well, obviously this is a primate. Shows a picture of like, (laughs) like a monkey. I don't don't know. Anyway. Oh my god. The only thing I'll say (laughs) is at the very opening, she's holding the microphone in this really weird way. Like she's like bending over talking. I'm like, couldn't they have set this microphone up for her? She's giving a goddamn lecture. This is a three-hour lecture. Uh, She's like, (laughs) (laughs) fortunately, she wasn't wearing a big belt. Oh no! I didn't even notice. (laughs) I really try to notice these things now that you brought it up. Yeah, they just they see her as a celebrity author. They don't really care. They're asking questions about how much she makes. Yeah, like that's something you Google. Go go use your computers. Yeah, Temperance Brennan net worth. (laughs) Google it. They want to know, like, did you get your agent before or after you became so famous with your book? Um, what? <laughs> no. And then Booth Booth comes in there. Oh. Insult the industry. What does he say? Yeah. This is so funny. <laughs> Raises his hand. Stands up. Oh, it's Booth. And then he asks about the character Andy List, I guess he's yeah, in the, in the I book. Yeah, I think so. Well, is he based on anyone in particular? <laughs> Is he supposed to be like this sultry character I'm getting the perspective of? Like this, when he calls him, did you base that on the brilliant and insightful? Like, okay, put over yourself. I loved it. I thought it was funny. (laughs) And then she's so annoyed. The thing I love about Brennan is that she just never understands why Booth shows up. Yeah. She should know by now why he's there. Obviously there's a case and he's not just stalking her. (laughs) But also, Mm -hmm. a concerning aside. Yes. I think she needs to get a new agent and accountant because she has no idea how much she makes. I know, right? She should know these things. I'm a little concerned about this yeah. woman not taking care of herself, like no. her financial health. I mean, there are there are people out there that you do their financial statements and they 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 trust you because wow, that's a lot of bang. I, don't know what's going on out there. I hope you're hearing all of it. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. 
Um, yeah, but, like, I get that there's clients, like, they trust that you know what you're doing. That's how is... David Bowie and Leonard Cohen got robbed blind we go. by their managers by not paying attention to the bottom well, line. Hopefully in the next 12 seasons we won't see Jesus. her get robbed blind. Murphy! <laughs> yeah, so that, okay. that was the end scene, and so far no one's died, so I can't okay. say. <laughs> <laughs> I can't use my line. <laughs> All right, you have to go to the next one because I don't think I took very good notes. Perfect. There are scenes that I didn't take very good notes, so you can uh, <laughs> jump in on those good, ones. Good, good, good. <laughs> but I actually, I love this scene because okay. I live in a neighborhood mm-hmm. where there are people, because I live sort of in between, I live somewhat close to the bridal path. Okay. I do not live on the bridal path. Come on, admit like, it. No. <laughs> I live in a condo. <laughs> Somewhat close to the bridal path. But because I live close to the bridal path, there are people who drive very nice What's cars. the bridal path, running? So the bridal path is where Drake has his home. Also, Prince had a place there. Yeah, Prince had a place there. Yeah. Some These are beautiful mansions. The people drive Maseratis and Porsches. That's nothing. Porsche is like a nothing, yeah. yeah. A Lamborghini, like Ferrari. Aston Martins and Bentleys exactly. and Rolls Exactly. Yeah. The fancy ones. <laughs> and, like, you'll literally go to the plaza, like, go to, like... Go to Longo's up the street. And there's some guy with his, like, Ferrari parked in, like, three spots across. Mm-hmm. So this, this scene, which oh, I have not described yet, reminded yes. me of that. Mm-hmm. Because Brendan and Booth are leaving this American university. And she's that annoyed I don't think with him, remember, don't forget. Yes, true. <laughs> <laughs> so she finally figures out... Now she's like, oh, okay, there's a crime scene. Obviously. Like, yes, obviously. <laughs> He's not here for a social visit. He still oh is dating God. Tessa. So funny. I think. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> anyway, so they're they're walking to their they're walking to the parking lot, and she finds out that there's they that someone called in the the potential remains of a missing boy. They're suspecting. She doesn't really seem phased by the fact that there's a potential cr- crime scene at all. Right. Even though she was upset with him for showing up. Right. Um, but she's, she's, this is the first of a few instances in this episode where she kind of just goes on an anthropological tangent. I, thank you. <laughs> I'm like. Loves the suburbs. Also, <laughs> thanks Captain Obvious. Yeah. Like she's saying stuff like, yeah, I know, Brennan. You don't yeah. need to explain I why the suburbs are a thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've heard of uh, the suburb of Pickering. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> so she's like talking about how, and I wrote it down, suburbs are a creative community, mm. a modern utopia with their own mores and rules. You like, wrote that down. Yeah, because I thought so it was so ridiculous. Good. <laughs> <laughs> like, get it together. I ignored all of her rants. <laughs> I love her rants. <laughs> Anyway, but, okay, so then I'm just, now I'm going on a tangent. I'm, I'm having <laughs> Brennan. So they finally get to the parking lot. Brennan oh, yeah. is like, oh, oh, yeah, my publicist brought, bought me this beautiful new car. Booth was incensed. He's like, yeah. where the hell did you get this car? Exactly. He's like, what? And then he's like, you're parking like an idiot. <laughs> I was, I wrote in my notes, <laughs> she's parking like a senior citizen in the beaches. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. People don't know how to park down on the beaches. Oh it's a neighborhood in Toronto. They're very entitled and they take up like three spots. It's very bad. Yeah. My sister-in-law lives down on the beaches. Mm-hmm. I love, like, love that area. I love to visit her. Yeah. And her husband, our nieces and nephews, 
But it is hard to get parking down there. It's impossible. It is very difficult. But yeah. What anyway, ha- what happens? Sorry. So yeah, I'm just going. I'm, I'm going off. It's okay. But yeah, so the exciting. We're in each other's presence. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> we're not just over Zoom with me showing up 15 minutes late. So <laughs> sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so end scene. Mm. He's upset with her because he's like, you can't park like this. Also, we are gonna drive together to this crime scene. Yeah. Because we need to do everything together because we love each other. Anyway, side note. Yeah. But I don't get... So he drove there, obviously. She has her car there. Mm. Based on the next scene, spoiler alert, they Mm. drove his car to the crime scene. Right. So she's just... She left her car parked at American University. In it, like, parked like an asshole, too. Yeah. Like, um... She's gonna get her car keyed. A hundred, like she's worried about getting dense, right? Yeah. Because I think that's why she par- She was yeah. told to park like an asshole, so she didn't get dense exactly. on her car, which is why the guy with the Ferrari does that. I 100%. guess. But it's just asking uh, for someone to be like, "Oh, oops, my keys." I assume he takes <laughs> her back to her car afterwards. I would assume. Yeah, maybe he does that so she can't like follow him home. <laughs> Show up at the door with Tessa. <laughs> Like, hey, I'm here. I have no idea. I'm sure they worked it out somehow. <laughs> yeah. What's the next scene? This... Anyway, sorry. So that was scene two. We're yes. on to scene three. Oh, God. Oh, only scene three? Come on. I know. I think, so... I think there's around 30 scenes this time. I didn't fully count them out. I'm, right. I'm sorry. I'm letting you down. You're really slipping. I am. It's not good. <laughs> we just started and you're already slipping. I know. What happens next? Oh, uh, they head to the crime scene uh, that's at a mall or in a field behind a mall. Somebody called in an anonymous tip. Uh, that a child's corpse is there. So already we're in for something probably a little bit more intense than usual. Yeah. And here's a character that I was disappointed we didn't see again, but this cop, uh, I really like this cop that they encountered at the scene. He was holding down the scene for them before yeah. they showed up. So he shows them uh, to the scene and he asks, uh, he asks Brennan why the cops in her books are so uh, one-dimensional. This is where I was like, Zach and Brennan are no fun. Because oh, yeah. he, cause I know what the cop is saying. Yeah. He's like, why are they so what? Like, why don't you make them more of a full character? Exactly. So Zach and Brennan tell, mansplain to the cop what <laughs> one dimensional versus two dimensional is. Which, did you write that down too? I did. Okay, uh, what? One dimensional, one second, one moment, please. <laughs> one dimensionality exists only in theory as a mathematical value. Oh my God. But so Brennan's like, oh, you mean two dimensional? Like, I know. You, we know what he means. The cop was as flabbergasted Get as over I was. It. <laughs> I was like, he, he has this look like, all right. Meanwhile, she just explained, like, she just explained two seconds before about how adolescents and pre adolescents oh. tend to seek their own space. <laughs> like, she's explaining why teens lash out. Like, I was like, why? <laughs> Sorry, my chair's I know, so your chair's squeaky. really squeaky. <laughs> I'll just stop moving. No, you just try to like move really slowly. <laughs> okay, there we go. I'm done. <laughs> um, yeah, that whole rant about teenagers. Yeah, which was like three seconds before he asked this question. So it was like, really, you're you're talking about things that are obvious. You don't need to explain teenagers to me. <laughs> no, especially not a cop. No, and also, does she understand teenagers? Maybe not. No Maybe one understands teenagers scientifically, I suppose. <laughs> But the cop was like my favorite. 
Oh yeah, I, I liked him, and he he was he kind of brushed it off. Like he wasn't rude about it. He was just like, "Well, I look forward to your next book." Yeah, he was really okay, like, bye. "Bye." Like I'm not engaging with this crazy yeah. person. But I was really I thought this was like foreshadowing because they had so much talk about the book. Yeah. Or her books. I thought there's like so much book talk. Like, does the book come into this at all? Right. I yeah. There it it makes you think like okay, what's it is. It, uh, is there going to be something specifically about the book? Like, yeah. does she say, does she do some some episodes, not necessarily of this show, I'm not sure, but like they have copycat episodes where right. like they have an author. Like, Spoiler. do you ever watch Castle? I love Castle. Castle I watched for a while. <laughs> I got a little sick of her. Yeah, well, she ends up getting ridden off the show in the last season. I heard they hated each other, yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Which was unfortunate because they did like their chemistry. Initially, yeah. I, I love that actor. What's his name? Oh, Nathan Fillion. Yes. Yeah. Love him. But yeah, so there were episodes in that series that were like, he wrote a book and then someone Mm -hmm. was like, oh, I'm going to be a copycat. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it did. They talked about the book so much that it seemed like it was going to be that type of episode to me, but. Also, maybe one of the woman's books, Kathy Reich's, one of her books is based on the story or maybe. I haven't done maybe. that research yet. So yeah. it might be that kind of tie-in. I'm going to yeah. look that up and we see We should if that's look true. into that. Okay, sorry. I no. like the cop, but I'm sorry we didn't see him again. Yeah, well, I hope that maybe maybe in a Oh, you talk episode. about the next scene. It's just funny. Well, okay. So there's some foreshadowing in the previous oh, scene. Yes. Because Zach is like, Zach's kind of standing there. Brennan's giving, giving him attitude like, you, why don't why don't you have the thermal imager on? Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't want to wear it because it makes me look like the Great Gazoo. Mm-hmm. He obviously has no choice because he's a student, <laughs> and he has to do what she says. So next scene, he has it on, mm-hmm. and we can tell why he wasn't wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> I liked his reference to the Great Gazoo, and then she has no idea what he's talking about. And- Booth is like, oh my god! I don't even know what the Great Kazoo is, but it's probably like a what, like a Bugs Bunny type character. I think so. I'm not. I'm also not 100 percent sure. Right. I feel like I should have looked this up so I could have gone. Seems a American. Picture. Who cares? But like, he looks like he's gonna go to the moon, but yes. like in a colorful suit because when you go to the moon, you wear white, right? I think it's like a hazmat suit almost. It looks like a hazmat suit. It's yellow and orange. The helmet is yellow and orange. The rest of it seems somewhat normal. Mm-hmm. Like, are there not apps on your phone now that you can thermal image things? Not back then. <laughs> I guess not I back guess then. back then you had to dress in this really weird hazmat <laughs> suit that apparently shows you what? I guess, like, just a bunch of heat imaging. So you can see, like, if there's things like maggots crawling on a body or, mm-hmm. like, a body just, like recently a recently deceased person is laying there mm-hmm. um booth is having a great time with it though oh my god and <laughs> another example of like okay great kazoo we didn't know so that's fine right well that's also zach creating a reference so that's mm-hmm. fine mm-hmm. but booth makes fun of him and is like you look like darth vader <laughs> and brennan doesn't know who okay. that is Thank you. I didn't write that down, but I remember that. It's another instance where she doesn't understand. Like, yeah. Like, even if you haven't seen Star Wars, you know who Darth Vader is. Like, I am a Trekkie, but I know who Darth Vader is. (laughs) Like, I'm not. Actually, my sister got a onesie for our baby. Mm -hmm. 
that says, it's so funny, it says Storm Pooper on it. <laughs> and then on the back, like on the bum, it says the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's so cute. So, yeah, I can't wait for you her can't baby wear that as an adult. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is for a small child. Yes, 100%. <laughs> it's a baby onesie. <laughs> Not an adult one. Yeah, not an adult one. <laughs> to clarify. Yeah, so this is where she goes off on the adolescence, I think. Yes. Yeah. She talks more about adolescence because they walk by this party central, they're calling it, which <laughs> oh if God. that's party central, I'm so sad for them. This is a small town. <laughs> yeah. I'm from a small town, so I can get it. Like, partying in a field was where it was at. Yeah. But- Come on, this is what they do here at uh, Planitza. Oh, yeah. The hunting and fishing club. They party in fields. And these keggers and fields <laughs> and stuff. They're very well put together. But... Bonfires. Oh, they're very organized. They bring everything. Do they, um, one moment, please. Mm-hmm. Do they, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because the suburbs are so homogeneous, do adolescents <laughs> tend to rebel in predictable and uniform ways, such as fire, illicit substances, and wayward behavior? <laughs> All like, shot up, Brennan. Like, come on. <laughs> like, who's watching this show that doesn't know what a teenager is? I yeah. don't get it. But, yeah, pretty much, Zach puts on the suit, Brennan goes off about adolescence, and then Zach yes. finds the body immediately. Yeah. So, and it's really gross, obviously. Yeah. All, like, they spent all the money on their graphics right there. Or whatever. Oh, maggots. Oh, there's um, yeah. special effects. I thought it was kind of interesting. <clears throat> yes. Is, we don't know how long the cops have been there. Right. Like, realistically, probably they've been there a while. Mm. But the teen... Okay, the timeline doesn't make sense to me here. Yes. Because I'm a teenager. Okay. I'm rebellious. Yes. I'm going to my party in a field behind this mall. And I have my party at 9 o'clock at night, let's say. A bit early, in my opinion. A bit early, but I, I know. I'm trying to work as the timeline. As a former adolescent. <laughs> As a former teenager. Um, but Brennan's doing a lecture. My latest lecture ever ended at 10. Yeah. So she's ending her lecture, let's say, at 10 o'clock because they're wrapping up. Yeah. I'm assuming that she didn't just leave halfway through. So let's say 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So they did this person call it in right at 9? I don't know. See, that's, our... that's a good question because, you, like you said, this isn't like any normal lecture either, probably. Yeah. She's probably like a paid speaker that they're bringing in special. Yeah. So it would be like an evening thing. And then they got to get the call. Then I don't know how far away they are from the scene. Exactly. So uh, what are you asking? How long the kids were partying? Yeah. How long? Like what time? Yeah. What time is all this occurring? Because when, when they get there, it's the middle of the night. Yes. But then the police have been there. They've been searching. It doesn't seem like it's that big of an area. The police are pretty close to where Zach found the body. So they got, I think Zach got pretty lucky that he found the body as quickly as he did. So lucky. Very lucky. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness for that suit. Thank God. <laughs> okay, let's say she finishes at 10. They got the call at 9, 9.30. Yeah. Then they got to drive there. I'm thinking close to midnight they're there. Yeah. What so maybe think? it makes sense. Yeah. So maybe it does make sense that the cops were there for like a couple hours, didn't really get a thorough search in because they got to set up the perimeter. Right. They got to do all the fancy things that I don't know what to do. I hope you can I'm hear that dog barking, everybody. <laughs> I think, oh my God, my chair. <laughs> you know what? The dog's barking. I'm moving in position. <laughs> okay. I'll just laugh over the I'm creaking. done. <laughs> oh my God. Like, is this chair going to break? 
I don't know, babe. It it's would be funny if it did. If um, I fall on the floor, you'll hear a big bang. <laughs> and I'll let you know. I'm not cutting that out. <laughs> All right. So then we have our intro to the show. Yes. Here we are. Credits. Jeffersonian mm-hmm. medical legal lab. Mm-hmm. And what do we? What do we oh, do? I'm do- okay, oh, no, let's I, do I it. can talk about. We're it back if you like. at the lab. <laughs> Basically, we see a disgusting, decomposing body of a little person. It's meant to be shocking and yes. jarring and upsetting. I appreciate that. Yeah. But I was waiting for some lightness and it didn't happen this whole episode so spoiler it doesn't get any better so we see the dead kid on the table in this cold clinical room zach uh says he's determined he's six to ten years old killed by blunt trauma to the chest and then angela is there and guess what yeah she's grossed out she's struggling with this scene which she didn't struggle with the last episode Uh which we talked about that in the last episode that Mm -hmm. this was the first episode that we saw her Sort of be okay with her job. Mm-hmm. Now, this is interesting to me, and I'd like to know if this is something that's true. Calling all my forensic anthropologists, <laughs> Hodgins, says <laughs> there's tons of bugs that yes. he can test. So he says, based on the bugs, and he, the kid's only been dead for 36 to 48 hours, which yeah. is crazy to me, but he says the yeah. bugs are just having a field day. Yeah, it seems odd to me. Well, maybe because... He was found in a field, so the bugs were. It was easier for them to access yeah, the body. Yeah. But this body looks like like it. It looks like skeletal remains, basically. It, there's yeah. not much left on this weeks. body. Looks weeks. Yeah, old. it looks weeks old. Yeah. So what that's... I would imagine is weeks old because I do not know. I what have a no weeks idea. I'm guessing. Like. I have no idea. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's an interesting factoid, yeah. I suppose. So it's Brennan. So Brennan immediately figures this is where it gets heavy. And this is where you know you're on the train. So I'm just going to say, before we start talking about this stuff, content warning. Um, there is some, I guess, like sexual abuse discussed in yeah. this particular episode. So, Which is it definitely, it's hard enough to have an episode about a kid passing away. Right, and they got to add this. Then they on. add this on top. Yeah. yeah. So Brennan figures that he was sexually assaulted because his clothing, clothing was intact and set away from the body. Yeah. Which is another detail and then what's and the, next well the clothing matches the the clothing matches the picture so they I right think they were kind of figuring okay this is charlie the boy or they i think charles gregory sanders but we, we call him charlie right so i think that this is mm-hmm. charlie and angela sketches which honestly is very impressive i don't know how she comes up with this sketch but she's basically just drawing based on listen what the skeletal remains look like. This is another one of those instances where they've immediately drawn this conclusion that obviously this kid is this missing kid that's got posters up all over town based on a sketch that Angela did. Yeah. And I'm like, 
where's the DNA, guys? Like, that's the thing. Anybody taking any DNA like, tests? Get a brush or get a whatever. Something. Yeah, Dental something. records. Yeah, it seems odd that it's like okay, the clothes this is are definitely the same Charlie. They automatically Angela say it is. is a professional artist. Angela's so. the one who just because she just automatically sketches it. Yeah, it well, bugs me. That bugs does me. bug me. And it's it's interesting because she has this very fancy machine. Yeah, the Angelatron, I think is what we figured out it's called. I hate the name. So I much. don't know why that's the name because it's <laughs> so fancy it. and scientific. So I don't know. It could have chosen they a better use name, that but in this episode, oh, do they? Yeah, they do later I didn't on. So when they said it, I was like really mad about it. Yeah, I don't like the name. And then I was like, what Brittany about Angela? Right. Right. <laughs> it's horrible. So as they make this quick sketch of this kid, they automatically assume it's this kid, this missing child, Charles Gregory Sanders. Yeah. So they rush him over to the parents' house. Without what I thought was interesting is there's a lot of scenes where Booth is by himself, mm. separate from Brennan yeah, in this weird, episode. Right? So Booth goes by himself to Margaret Sanders, the mother's house. Uh-huh. And Brennan is behind the lab, mm-hmm. which is interesting. That's that is the next scene. So I'm I think yeah they rush to tell the parents. So yeah, so we we get to this next scene. Margaret Sanders is sitting there with her neighbor Ellie Nelson, mm-hmm. and Booth is there to offer his condolences on behalf of the FBI mm-hmm. uh, on the passing of her son. Right. And I found it kind of interesting that the neighbor was there to begin with. I guess. Just offering condolences. Weird. Yeah. I thought it was weird too. I was like, oh, yeah. what's this? Yeah. What's this person doing here? Exactly. I was like, who is this? And then you kind of think like, okay, then during this, while they're talking, their sons all come back in. Mm-hmm. And so her son is a little bit older, is coming in with uh, her, her son, Skylar, Nellie's son, uh, Ellie's son, Skylar. Right. Is coming in with um, the other two boys, Sean and David Cook. So right. Margaret's other two sons. Um, and basically he was babysitting them, I guess, or hanging out with them. He seems to be a bit older, but he's he has to go on a job yes. with his father now. So right. he's gotta go. So he kind of just drops the kids off and he's like, Okay, bye. So this is when we discover that Margaret Saunders is a foster mother. Yes, yeah. These are her foster kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, are they are they adopted sons or no, foster sons? No, they're foster children okay. that she's taken in, and they are brothers. Yes. And then, um, yeah, so Margaret Saunders is fostering these kids. Uh, she divorced from her husband before Charlie was born. Yeah. Uh, the neighbor the neighbor chimes in about how the father doesn't pay child support, which I thought was yeah. really funny. And kind of inappropriate. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> who needs to know that? But and also then, brings up the point, like, he doesn't even send child support. And then Booth's like, well, how do you afford this neighborhood? Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe she's a very rich lady who lives off her parents' trust fund. Yeah, but apparently the case. that's... <laughs> well, there's that. Is that the case? Yeah, she, oh. she lives off... Um, because she was saying that if she were a single mother, then she wouldn't be allowed to foster mm. if she was working. But she really wanted to foster these kids. She really cares for these children. Right. Um, so she basically, she was saying that she lives off the proceeds of a generous trust fund that her parents set up for her. Right. And she ago. gets money from the government to foster children. Yes. Yeah, both. Yeah. So then this is an interesting scene. That's I true. like this little tactic that Booth uses. 
Um, so the boys come home with Skylar, like you said, and they're complaining about how boring it is and they have nothing to do and all this stuff. And then at the, at the Sanders house. Yeah. So then Booth, oh, because their video game console broke. Yeah. So Booth offers to fix it for them. A.K.A. get some information from the I boys. like this tactic. <laughs> it's smart. It is smart. Mm-hmm. What I thought was interesting, though, so he gets Margaret's permission. Mm-hmm. Which is great. That, mm. That's good. But I would think, because they're both underage, mm. that she would have to be in the room with them. Or somebody. With a federal agent. Yeah. To sort of prevent him from asking questions that he shouldn't be asking. Yeah, there is a level of trust there. That yeah. I never thought of that because I trust Booth, okay? Yeah, I, I trust do too. him, like, with my life. But th- this sort of pointed out to me that He's she a is a very trusting him. person as well. <laughs> Okay, so Kelly loves Booth. <laughs> I don't know why. And my chair is still very squeaky. I'm just trying to... I'm pregnant. I'm trying to hey, move around. It's, it's fine. You want to lie in the bed? I think no. the cord's long enough. Imagine. Yeah, I can, actually. I As interesting as this episode was, I'm, I am bad. If I lay down for like a second, I'll be out. <laughs> so the rest of the podcast will be Kelly speaking and me snoring. Oh, so I will sit God. here in my squeaky chair. All right, what happens next? Sorry, okay, yes. So now we are back at the Jeffersonian and Goodman. Oh, God, I forgot about this whole plot. <laughs> I love this side. Yeah, I love this side story. I feel like every episode of Bones, they give us a nice little side story. Mm-hmm. So last time, was it last episode that it was Zach and having sexual relations with... That rent Naomi? No, that wasn't it. No, the that was a couple episodes was, ago. Um, the the delivery girl. Yes. Oh, yes. Who she's the girl? Or spoiler alert. <laughs> and maybe I'm supposed to say spoiler alert before I spoil the alert. I don't know, but <laughs> if you haven't heard that episode, what's wrong with you? Yeah, go back. You get, just stop where you are now. Pause and go back and watch that episode, and then come back to this one. But right. yeah, so anyway, so they are, this is our nice like side story. Mm-hmm. So Goodman is handing out invites to this fancy gala for Jefferson to thank the Jeffersonians donors who basically are helping them be employed. Right. Um, he's handing them out to the, the squints and the squints, bones. Yes. So Brennan, Angela, Zach and Hodgins. Mm. Hodgins! You say Hodgins! Hodgins! There we go. <laughs> oh my God. So... He- is butt hurt over this. Yeah, he does not want to go. Does not want to go to this function. None of them seem to want to go. Like, Angela's like, well, I have a date that night. So weird. He doesn't I... even know the day. <laughs> Before she says that. Yeah, I know. They start, like, <laughs> nagging Goodman, like, no, I'm busy. Yeah, no, thank you. Social activity. he starts <laughs> threatening to revoke their parking privileges yeah. if they don't go. And Hodgins is like, well, screw that. Fine, I don't care. And Zach is like, what the heck? We carpool together. <laughs> Which... <laughs> I didn't know that about well, they, them. Well, I didn't we know learn this a other lot. part. Yeah. <laughs> we learn a lot about Hodgins in yes. this episode, yes, which yes. I love. Um, but yeah, Hodgins is like, I'm absolutely not going to that. Mm. He's snapping this elastic band on his wrist. Yes. To try to keep himself in check, I guess. Yes. Um, it's not helping keep him in check. Mm. He needs to come up with another strategy. But mm. that that's basically the scene. Like a nice little short scene. Yeah, here's our B plot line. They don't want to go to this fancy thing where they get a free dinner, free drinks, dancing. They get to dress up. I would love that. (laughs) Thank you. I'd be like, somebody take me out already. (laughs) Little do they know we'll be stuck inside for a year and a half. Exactly. 
What's the next? Oh, so now we're back with Booth and the boys. Yes, and this is where this is another very short scene where this is one of those scenes that they sort that the I think the writers sort of try to direct us to start thinking is one of these boys guilty? Mm-hmm. Because um, Booth is kind of sitting there helping with the video games. Sean and David Cook are like, do I need to include their last name every time? I probably not. <laughs> probably not. I don't know. That's how I wrote it down. The brothers. Time. The brothers. <laughs> so he's helping with the video game, and he's like, "So uh, I'm just gonna build some rapport with you. Uh, you you have a girlfriend." <laughs> They're like eight and twelve, maybe. So <laughs> not even eight, six. Cute. It's very very cute. It was cute. He so it turns out Sean doesn't have a boyfriend, a girlfriend, but mm-hmm. David mm-hmm. does have a girlfriend. The older of the brothers, the yeah. older. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Layla, <laughs> and that's all we find out about it in this episode. But it seems like David's hiding something. Is it? He didn't say it then. He didn't I tell him. That. I think he just find out that he has a girlfriend. They find out he has a girlfriend. No, there's just in two more scenes we we talked to. Him okay, more. okay, okay. Yeah, and then Thank we find you. out a bit more. Where they're Thank God outside. you numbered those scenes because I'm right? all over the map. I'm just so. going to fall apart when I stop numbering them. In I know. A pages here. I don't know, man. <laughs> Booth leaves the house and yes. starts joking around because they're uh, they asked him if he had a girlfriend. Yes. And he said yes, and I was like, oh, he's going to talk about Tessa. I thought so too, and then he just goes off. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, she has one tooth. Yeah, like crazy arms or whatever. Like he starts making he jokes. Kind of laughs about, it off. And yeah, I'm yeah. Like, Wait, is he still with Tessa? I know. I'm still. We don't know. Inquiring minds want to know. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Back at the lab. Um, I call it the JI, the Jefferson Institute, Perfect. or Jeffersonian. Sorry. Much easier to type out. And I wrote this out. <laughs> Zach is about to boil the boy. Oh, my God. So this is a, also a good learning moment for him, I suppose, because Brennan, initially, she's a total dick to him. And uh, he's really upset about having to do this. Like, he's really uncomfortable with the whole situation. And she's telling him, like, focus on the science and stop being emotional. And then Zach actually had an appropriate reaction to her. Yeah. Like, he actually was, like, Kind of passive aggressively, like, yeah, okay, Brennan, you unfeeling sociopath. Like, I'm sorry if I am weirded out about boiling this kid. Yeah. Like, it's it's affecting me, you know. Like, oh, I'm just supposed to get over the fact that I have to do this to a young boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I thought so. Her approach, I think, because he kind of did that, has sort of stood up and was like, this isn't normal. Yeah, he stood his ground, which and I'm he's glad not he normal. So yeah. good for him mm-hmm. finding some normalcy, right? What is normal? Anyway. <laughs> Side episode. No, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm looking at Brittany's. She has this tiny room at the Hunting and Fishing Club. And tiny this, normal room. There's a hole in the wall that has a small, even smaller than a small fridge. And it looks like a safe. Like when I first came in here, I thought it was a safe. This is where we store all of our money. <laughs> no, it. we have some pop in here. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, and oh, that's oh, and my and pickles, road pops and I pickles. Love pickles. Yeah, we got yeah. road pops and pickles yeah. so. in the safe fridge. Anyway, I'm sorry I interrupted you. <laughs> no, no, it's okay because I don't I want to talk about this kid anymore. <laughs> it was so, so sad. Okay, we got okay. Let's go. Yes. So yeah, Zach's struggling to work. Brennan needs to be a bit more empathetic, but because he sort of stands up for himself a little bit, mm. she does sort of step back and go, okay, yeah. You know what? Here's some tips. There's a moment. Try Jeez. not to use the victim's name. Yes. Like, 
She kind of gives him a, a few pointers to try to help distance himself from the victim. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, like, making it sort of not to be insensitive, but making it sort of like, okay, this is another victim. Well, the point of their being there is they're trying to help find out what happened to him. So you have to detach emotionally and be able to, like, look at the facts and try to be clear-headed in your decisions and how you go about the, the science exactly. of it, right? Exactly. So you can't let your emotions get in the way, basically. Yeah, so she tries to... Um, yeah, she realized her mistake by being yeah. so cold. And so she starts relating to him this story. Yeah. This insane story. And I wonder if the woman who this is based on was at this place. Yeah, I don't I don't know. And I have you seen the movie Waco? No. I haven't either. Maybe we can watch that movie soon. Oh, that'll be one of our bonus. Bonus, bonus. But yeah, the, the fact that, so the, the insane story that you're talking about yes. is how she had to, had to identify the children who were killed in the fire. Yes. There were 17 kids that died in that fire, which I had no idea. Right. Um. Again, haven't seen the movie. <laughs> but it, like that, that would be something that is just unbelievably difficult yeah. to overcome. Which is like... Why is Brennan such a dick? Yeah. yeah. You would think she'd be a little bit more empathetic. No, be a little bit more... Come on! Yeah, a little nicer. All right. <laughs> so anyway, that was a pretty incredible story. Oh, and I'm very sure. curious if, if the actual, like I said, the woman was actually went there. Yeah. I would like to know more about the woman that Bones is I think we're going to have sure. to do we some to. Uh, extra curricular research there, my I friend. Like it. Sorry, so, and I got us way off track. No, no, but it's fine. It's fine. One thing that we learned that's really important from this episode, from the scene, yes, is that Brennan's teaching, Brennan's role is, okay, Brennan's role is a teacher to Zach. So she takes an opportunity to teach Zach something. Because mm-hmm. he's gone through the body, he's gone over the body three times. Mm-hmm. He's given her the obvious things to him. So mm-hmm. the victim's chest was struck by a heavy blunt object. Mm-hmm. Um, he had green stick fractures on specific ribs, mm. uh, how the sternum was snapped, but he didn't take the time, which I wouldn't think to do this anyway. Right. Again, not a forensic anthropologist, mm-hmm. but he didn't take the time to smell the mouth. Yeah. She suggests he smell the mouth, which is another, I love learning these things in yeah. the show. We learn these little things. So what does smelling the mouth do? So by smelling the mouth, that gives them an opportunity to smell if there's any chemicals on his breath, mm-hmm. which may help to identify any sort of, um, anything, anything like chloroform. Chloroform. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that would explain how he ended up in a position where maybe he wasn't fighting back or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and Naked in a field behind a exactly. mall. Exactly. Like maybe somebody did something. Exactly. Right. Like how he was taken. Um, yeah. So unfortunately, Zach does smell something, mm-hmm. which um, that is not his bread and butter. So eventually in a couple of scenes, we'll see that Hodgins gets to analyze that. Right, so she's, yeah, she's also, she's aware that it's hard. Like, it's a kid doing yeah. stuff, and the circumstances are terrible. So the next thing we have, oh, this is where Booth leaves yeah, the Yeah, this is home. where we go. <laughs> and they beat him at the video game, and they're making jokes about him not having a girlfriend, and that's where he talked about his monster girlfriend. That she's, so, she's butt ugly, she yeah, has a glass eye. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so when he's leaving, he discovers through talking with the kids that the older brother, David? Yeah, David is the older brother. Left or took the younger brother and Charlie to the mall 
They okay, so this was confusing. Tell me what I went happened. It like five times. Thank you. So because I was really confused. <laughs> I did. So he basically, it seems like what happened was they they did all go to the park. Right. However, David had to see his girlfriend Layla. Okay. He just couldn't resist seeing her. Right. So she's like, "Hey, boy, I'm at the mall. Come mm-hmm. meet me." So he mm-hmm. ditches them at the park, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Come meet me at the mall." So eventually, they don't. They don't both. Eventually, they do come back to the mall, but I think only David's. David only sees Sean. He doesn't see Charlie. Right. But Sean says, "No, I brought him back to the mall with me, and then we got separated." Yeah. So he didn't watch him for a second. Yeah. yeah. Kids he's, watching he's kids, gone. you know, like yeah. it's not exactly the most reliable. How old is Sean? Like seven? I just want to say right now, because we're going to get into this later. Sorry. I have no idea how old he is. That's a good question. I'm thinking like Nathan-ish, maybe a little older, yeah. like seven, eight tops. That's what I, exactly. Like he's young. He's also a very alone. good little actor. Very good little actor and very cute kid. Like super charming and yeah. just like he has a he has something about him. I didn't look up who that actor was and if he's done anything, Yeah. you know, lately, whatever. I do know that David... The actor who plays David, mm-hmm. he has he's actually quite a big actor now. I a lot I, I can't think of specifically what shows. Okay. But I know for sure I've seen him in shows and I think some movies. Really? So well we're thinking now, I guess it's been twelve years. Yeah, so they're like plus they're so, grown men. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it's been a little while. I have done no research on this stuff. Yeah, so. I, I should have looked up. Because I know, the second I, I saw his face, like, I, I knew for sure. Like, right away, I was like, okay, I, I've seen this kid. Really? In a grown-up capacity. Not grown-up, but kids grow up quickly. They do, especially, like, yeah, after they hit a certain age, it's insane yeah. how much they change. But, yeah, so this is a very key piece of information. There's also something interesting happening in the background. Yes. When Booth is leaving the Sanders home... Our friend Skyler is there with his father on the street. It looks like they're picking up garbage. They are going on that job. So Skyler, a couple of scenes ago, uh-huh. Skyler came in with the boys and yes. he said, I got to go because my dad needs help. Needs help. I yeah. need to go on this job. I think I paused it and I think that it was an extermination van. Okay. So I think he's an exterminator. Okay. So I believe I you. Like, it doesn't really matter. I think, no. But, <laughs> but, I, but I, I don't understand why he needs to take his 15-year-old son. I'm hey. throwing out ages here. But anyway, why he needs to take him on this job, but that's fine. Hey. But that that is kind of... it. I that The fact that you point that out is interesting to me as Family well. business and all. But yes. yeah, the father seems very curious about why Booth is there and his wife's there. And yes. Yeah, he's like looking very... Anyway, and the actually they made Skyler look very suspicious. Actually, yes, a hundred percent because it, it's almost as if he saw the FBI vehicle pull in, and mm. he was like, "Okay, well, I got to get rid of these kids, and I got to get out of here." Yeah. So it's all the same thing, red hair. Yeah, they're herring. trying to make us question. But what didn't make sense to me in the scene, and I'm sorry, I'm I'm no, almost no, it's done. Fine. <laughs> I'm getting off topic a little bit. It's fine. But, so in this scene, this is another timing issue for me. Okay. Because these kids just so Booth fixed this. Okay, let's go back. <laughs> Skyler came over, <laughs> dropped the kids. Yes. Kids come uh-huh. with Booth to play this video game. But first he has to fix the the video game. Then they have to play. Then they have to talk about the fact that only David has a girlfriend. Uh-huh. 
Then they have to come out front. Oh, no. Then they have to beat Booth at this game at uh, least once. Uh, then come out front. Right. In that time, Skylar hasn't gone off on the job yet. I he thought so urgently needed to go. I thought you were coming back from it or. I think they were. Oh, maybe. I think Booth was there for a couple hours. Oh, okay. So maybe they're coming back from the job and they're unpacking it. Yeah. Okay. Now, I've, I just figured There's that out no myself. Issue. <laughs> I just figured that Everything out, too. Everything is fine. <laughs> Calm down, everybody. Settle Take down. Take a breather. We figured I've it out. I've been upset about this for a week. Figure it out. <laughs> okay. Yes. This is quite the scene. Back at the lab. <laughs> We have Hodgins trying to figure out the type of chemical that Charlie breathed in before he died. The whole thing in the scene is that he has a rubber band around his wrist, which Angela runs over and snaps and snaps as a joke, figuring out that he has anger management issues because this is something that's practiced when you have anger Genius. management. <laughs> it is pretty good, actually. Piss off the guy with anger management. Yeah, really, eh? But Angela, right? She gets away with stuff. What oh can I say? Oh, my God. So then, um, what help? What else happens? Uh, yeah, they figure out that the at the end of the scene, they figure out that Hodgins figures out that they 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 test the chemicals that were found mm-hmm. on the victim's mouth, and then they come up with a specific profile. Halogens is the profile based on apparently. It, it, this show is interesting for the learning components. Yes. Angela, I wrote down Angela has some software set up to identify who came and went from the a mall. Yeah, I think in the next scene we oh we, sorry yeah, no, no no in the next scene we talk about that. Well, yeah. this scene is so short. She basically yeah. snaps this rubber band. Yes, is like you're angry, <laughs> and then is like oh look, um, I guess we have halogens. Yeah, and that's it. Cutscene. What are is that the chemical? That's the chemical. So well, they the oh. halogens. I guess is like a a generic like a a. T- the chemical will be a type of halogen, okay. I'm assuming. Gotcha. But we still got to figure out what type of halogen right. it is. So they, he had to go over and he had to scrape off the, the chemicals and then they have to yes. actually test it. Yes. But now they know what to test for. Yes. Which I'm I get assuming. it now. See, it's been a while since I watched this episode. Yeah, so. <laughs> oh, so then this is where I made a joke about how Angela has some sort of software where they're going to analyze who came and went from the mall all day on the on the day of the murder yeah. or disappearance. And I was like, oh, is this is this what Angela does? We finally figured out is, her job. Is this what she does? She builds sophisticated software? Yeah. So I thought she was an artist. <laughs> So, like, I get that people have multiple talents. Yes. But, like, apparently she's an artist who also has incredible computer abilities. They seem to be exploiting a lot of her talents at this place. I hope she's getting paid really well. Yeah, maybe. Maybe she is. Maybe she's not. We'll we'll find out. Then Booth says something crazy. Yeah, that she's actually one of them. Was that oh, it? He's that. Like, oh, you're a squint. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, is that where he talks about that? Yes. Oh this no. Is where first, he's like, oh. First, he says ten thousand people go to this oh, mall yeah. every day. Yes. I thought that was a lot of people that go to a mall, don't you? Yeah. I ten thousand. I don't know. Is Yorkdale? Uh, this is also a small town. Is it? So I can't really use Yorkdale as my comparison. Yeah. Or Eden Yorkdale Center. Mall, Eden Center. Yeah. That does seem like a lot of people. Anyway. Go it on. Does. Well, I guess maybe that also includes like employees because how many employees would be in a mall? Anyway, okay, yeah. Is get, Brennan going in the scene? Brennan is, yes, she is in the scene. It's okay. Angela's office. Okay. 
Brennan, Angela, and Booth are looking at the computer. Okay, I'm working on a theory about the whole Brennan Booth thing. But so she's worked on the software. He accuses her of being a squint. Yes. Yeah. Immediately after that, he's she's like, well, well. I think actually Brennan is the one who says, well, Angela designed this uh, mass recognition program that mm-hmm. even the government has been working on since uh, mm-hmm. the beginning mm-hmm. of time. Um. So yeah. So Angela is saying like, okay, yeah, this is what it's for, and he's going, oh, you're a squint. I know. She's kind of going, okay, like, back off, bro. I'm having a hard day. Yeah, that. And she's like, she swears she's normal. Yeah. She's like, I'm swear, I'm a normal person. (laughs) Anyway, the software (laughs) that she, I guess, invented two minutes ago is pretty amazing. It is. (laughs) Um, Although she, they want her to enhance the image. Oh, God, just so much enhancing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm surprised they didn't make some... Oh, they did make a joke. Because she's like, well... I think it's Brennan who's asking, can you enhance it further? Uh Yeah. And she's like, well, I wouldn't bet a date with Colin Farrell on it. Uh Brennan's like, oh, yeah, he's so funny. Oh, my God. And Angela's like, that's Will Farrell. Colin Farrell's the hot one. Which, okay. Maybe unpopular opinion. I don't think he's that hot. He is pretty sexy. I feel like Chris Pratt is more up my alley. Oh, no, not me. No, no. See? Don't. This, He's this too is... religious. I will yeah, get okay. religion some other time. I, but If you ignore his personality and just focus on his looks. Okay, there are many Chris's. There's been a major debate. That's true. There's a lot of Chris's. There's Chris yeah. Pine. Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth is Chris the winner. Pratt. Chris Pine is Chris winning Pine. in a lot of ways because of his personality. He's a pretty boy, though. Yeah, but he's funny as hell. That's true. Chris and Hemsworth's he's in Star Trek, funny. so... Also, I found out that Chris Hemsworth is married to somebody interesting. Oh. I'm trying to remember. I was shocked when I saw who he was married yeah. to, and I was like, wow, I never knew that. That's really cool. That is cool. And I can't remember, and I'm sorry I didn't write it down, and we have no internet, so suck it up! <laughs> We're in the middle of nowhere. Okay. <laughs> uh, watching the video, and all of a sudden, boom! Yes. We see... We see the kids. The kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do I need to say this one, or you see my I'm looking at my notes right now. <laughs> like, where are we? Ah, where yes. are we? Yes, okay, I got it. So, yeah, we see the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, however, they kind of... They see that there's this bad... The bad guy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that Charlie is running toward is obstructed. That you can't see him in this in this picture. Right. So Brennan spots Charlie. She's very good. And yeah. then uh, the so video. So they're trying different angles. Right. The video gets pixelated and they can't see the images very well. And exactly. There's, at one point they're standing, they're obstructed by a flag or something like yeah. that. What I noticed though in the scene in particular, and I think one more time, but maybe I'm wrong. Angela seems very concerned about what Booth thinks of her. Yes. It doesn't surprise me. Because every episode, maybe not every episode, but a lot of episodes, Mm -hmm. she's hitting on him. Uh, In a very not subtle way. Because she's like, hey, baby, let's get together. But she's also like, hey, Bones, you should hook up with This is what I mean. She's all like hitting on him. Yeah. I found her very insecure in this episode. She was insecure and just, she was not having a good day no like and and this this episode it it came as somewhat of a surprise to me because mm. in the next scene mm-hmm. she's sitting down in the, in the oh. jeffersonian hallway with brennan this is a huge surprise to me and it, I, I was completely shocked yeah. but angela is really struggling with this case to the point that she's thinking maybe this job isn't for me 
Not even that. It was Brennan who brought it up. Brennan's yeah. like, are you thinking of quitting? Yeah. And I was surprised that she asked the question, but the fact that it seemed like she actually picked up on something that Angela was was truly thinking about. Yeah, I guess. But then Angela says something really stupid, and I, I blame the writing on this one. But she says she's not driven by the pursuit of justice. Yeah, that seemed a bit odd. She's a good time girl. Yeah. She's like, I used to draw naked guys. Now I draw dead guys. Says that? I'm a good time girl. I think yeah. we should get t-shirts made. <laughs> good time girl. Good time girl. <laughs> Squint cat. With a picture of her. <laughs> With the big belts on. Oh my god. Oh my god. Or just pictures of us with big belts on saying, Good time, girl. I just gotta look back at my Facebook profile from a couple years ago. I'm I'm pretty sure I was wearing the big belts. By a couple years ago, I'm not I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't put it past you. (laughs) The big belts. I actually, we recently cleaned out our nursery, threw out a couple of those. Not threw them out, we donated them. But when I was donating them, I was thinking about this. I have an issue with Angela in this episode. Sorry, I'm getting way off. No, no, I'm just thinking about Angela because further on, there's yes. something else that comes up that I was like, okay. what? Yeah. So, yeah, the, when she said she was a good time girl, I had a big problem with that. I wrote it down, but I didn't even highlight it in my mind, really, mm-hmm. to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, there is there is a problem. Because she's saying, yeah, we, I don't want to crack jokes over murdered skeletons that's not considered a good time to me yeah like what kind of job do you think you're going to be having a good time this is where <laughs> like didn't doesn't she know what she signed up for by now yeah. i guess because um this is another thing i don't understand so brennan tries to give her a pep talk and then angela's like don't even bother man yeah and she's not even sure she wants to be there anymore and then i was like did brennan get her this job I think so. It, it, it's implied, right? Yeah, I think it's implied that Brennan did get the job for her, that they've been friends for a while. I don't know how they met. I have no idea how they're even friends. I hope eventually point. we find out. Yeah. <laughs> Their friendship is very unusual to me. Yeah. Because Angela does seem like a good time girl. Kind of like ours, Brittany. Don't, yeah. Don't, can't lie. <laughs> so, what's the next scene so Brennan talks to Booth and she says she's all worried that Angela might quit yeah so what does Booth say oh because she's human yeah <laughs> like what no but he starts talking about her like he knows her yeah um and also uh Star Trek reference they've gave oh. one Star Wars reference and now they're talking what about planet Vulcan what was the Star Trek reference he says that Angela's not from the same planet as them from planet Vulcan Wow. Like, are you a Trekkie or are you into Star Wars? Dude? I want to know <laughs> that. That would be good to know. It would be good to know. We'll have to ask Davey when he comes on our show. Oh, All right. My dream. It will be. <laughs> we are going to have him, damn it. Yes. So, yeah, my problem was he says that uh, he starts talking about her like he knows her. And he says that she's sensitive and likes jello shots. After she likes puppies and kittens and jello shots. And dancing on bars? That went from zero to 100. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, no. She gets no respect, this girl. But how does he know that she dances on bars? Exactly! Is this something that they do behind Brennan's back? <sighs> yeah. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> yes, okay, sorry. So we're with um, Zach now. Mm-hmm. We are looking at this skeleton. Obviously, it's emotionally affecting um, Booth having to see this mm-hmm. this little boy 
this little boy skeleton laying out here. Mm-hmm. We do find out something very, very interesting in this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and I counted this all as one scene. There's some there's some changes in who the characters are in this scene, but for the most part, it, it this whole scene is centered in the lab. So mm-hmm. this counts as one scene. But we learn that potentially mm-hmm. Margaret Sanders may not be Charlie's biological mother. Okay. Um, because we find out, which they had commented on before, that Charlie did seem a bit short for his age. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find out that based on his, based on that and some other sciencey things that they're saying, that he has a genetic condition. Yes. Um, which would indicate, is it's a hereditary genetic defect. That comes from the mother. Exactly. Yeah. From mother to child. Right. That because Margaret Sanders does not have that genetic defect, mm-hmm. as you would be able to tell because she would have bowed legs, short stature, etc. Uh-huh. Um, that, like like I said, that it's very likely that she is not his biological mother. Right. So then we go down this line, this trail. Yes. This <sighs> is hard... I, I thought that this was an interesting turn mm. for them to take. I think that there were, in my opinion, I think there were a little, there were uh, maybe too many sub-stories or, like, pieces to this yeah. episode. It all came together. Right. It came together nicely. Yes. But it was, but it, I it wonder, was overwhelming. Yeah, I wonder how, it was a bit convoluted. Yes. Very layered. Yes. And I think that's just the way Bones is right now. Like, they're just trying to add some kind of, like, layers and depth, yeah. right? So they're adding these little bits and pieces. Which, you know, in truth, life is complicated and there's always something going on, you know? Exactly. So we find out, uh, so she, uh, Miss, uh, Mar- what's her, Margaret? Margaret, yeah. yeah. Sanders. She gets brought in for questioning. Where? At the Institute? So they're in an interrogation room. I'm assuming that the interrogation room interrogation room mm-hmm. is at the FBI headquarters. I assume so too. Is Brennan there? Brennan is there. Okay. So we're now we're it seems like we're kind of stepping away from the beginning of the episode where Brennan and Booth are doing things completely separately. Right. Um and Brennan is the one who knows the science conversation mm-hmm. uh topics. And she is the one who was able to confront uh, Margaret with the fact that Charlie had a hereditary genetic disorder called hypophosphatemia. I may have said that wrong. I did no research on this particular genetic disorder or inherited Same. stuff. But um, let's try to go through this quickly. Yes. We learn from Margaret Sanders, because they don't have to waste a lot of time beating around the bush here. They get right to the point that you're basically not his mother because he has this genetic disorder. So then she, um, <laughs> Booth, is trying, like, she's trying to deny it or something. And then she he starts yeah. throwing random photos down on the table. Anyway, it was weird. I don't know what the photographs were. Were yeah, they Charlie's I, dead body or was it the kids? I, I don't know. I mean, at this point... At this point, there's some doubt that's supposed to be cast in our minds that, that she did that it. she's innocent. Yeah. Exactly that we're thinking we're supposed to be thinking she did it. Yeah. I'm looking at this scene. I'm thinking, this poor woman. She's like, okay, well, I wasn't his biological mother, right, but right. I'm his mother. Like, yeah. Yeah. come on. And then we find out this hor- horrific, absolutely heart wrenching story about how she became his mother because she fostered him. Mm-hmm. His mother was a drug addict, mm-hmm. so eventually, uh, she got clean. He ended up going back to live with her. 
and eventually, uh, uh, unfortunately, she didn't stay clean, which was really, really sad to hear about. That's the story of addiction, what can yeah. you say? But apparently Margaret kept in touch with her and gave her money and stuff. Yeah, like, so really tried. She she really wanted to look out for the, the well-being of this kid because yes. he was only 10 days old when she when she took him in. Uh, so eventually she, she would go by and on Christmas Day she found the mother dead on the kitchen floor, mm-hmm. uh, dead from an overdose, and she could hear Charlie crying upstairs, so she just took him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, she didn't look back. She expected child services to come looking for him. They never did. And then he just became her son. Yes. So, Booth arrested her for kidnapping. Yes. Which is legally right. is it's, right. 100%. He had to. He had to do it. It was so hard to watch this episode, though, mm-hmm. or this scene. Yeah. Because you could tell... Good job, actress. Yes. You could tell that this woman, Margaret, mm. really, truly loved Charlie and mm. really wanted to keep him safe. And I am not believing for a second at this point that she is the killer. Mm. So, anyway. We find yes. out some interesting things on this episode, don't we, about our characters. We do. So, here we are. Uh, uh, Brendan's upset because uh, Booth arrested this woman. And now Sean and David, who are foster children, are going to go back into the system. Yes. And uh, Brendan is not happy about that. And he keeps saying, uh, she said something, she's really upset. She's like, do you know how terrible it is in the system? And then Booth looks at her and he says, do you? Like, how would you even know? How do you even know what you're (laughs) talking about? So that's an interesting avenue we're going to go down. Back at the lab, we have Angela asking Zach about Hodgins <laughs> and why he's so bent out of shape about this banquet. I love this scene mm-hmm. because Zach is revealing so much information to Angela without know, right? realizing it. I was, my jaw was on the floor. Oh my God. So Hodgins is rich. And that's why Apparently, he doesn't want to go to this gala because... He, but he, he ekes out this information like I live in his... Oh, yeah, I live in his garage. His garage? Which we're thinking, like, okay, you're living in someone's garage. Like, that's nice. Like, in their laneway. Right. No, this no. is a bridal path level home. It's like home. a guest house that yes. he's living in. You can't even see the main house. Yeah. It's it's beyond. The, the main house is after the tennis courts and the pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, hi, can I live there? Oh, my God. <laughs> on yes. the opposite end of the driveway, on the other side of the tennis courts, across from the pond, sorry. Yeah. So, I wrote, I wrote, be rich. Yeah, I wrote that. <laughs> this is where we find out that Zach lives at Hodgins' Hodge, estate. Oh, my God. We're, I Like, I'm thinking, okay, he lives in the garage. Like, he has, like, a little bachelor apartment above the garage. No. Uh-huh. This, I wrote it down. There's a bedroom, a uh-huh. living room, a kitchen, another bedroom, a den, two bathrooms. <laughs> this place is bigger than my condo. Sounds <laughs> oh gorgeous. God. So, this is really interesting because then booth walks in on zach and angela doing quote unquote work is what i yes. wrote down trying to find out the abductor's uh, identity yes well <laughs> exactly hard. so we find out that hodgins is a rich asshole whose family donates a shit ton of money to the institute yes what's the family name the Hodgins's. No. Yeah. No, the name of the company. Cantilever Group, Hodgins? Is it Cantilever? Cantilever Group. Oh, that's big. Yes. So, uh, apparently the Cantilever Group generates more GMP than Europe. 
for those wanting to know. Booth starts laughing his ass Oh, off. yeah. He's he loving this. the funniest thing on the planet. He's like, he's your boss. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's kind of your boss, too, because you work there as well. well he works for the FBI. He works for the government, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> that's fair. Anyway, I love... I, this was a big reveal. Angela is Definitely. absolutely... Like, wow, this is shocking. Zach is acting like it's totally normal. Yeah. And Booth is having a great time with this new information. The fact that Zach, or uh, sorry, Hodgins has kept this secret this whole time, though, it's very interesting because he comes across as someone who's very full of himself. And I'm losing my voice. One second. It's okay. <coughs> <laughs> He's very full of himself. Yeah. So this is something that you would think would be something he would be like, oh, I'm so smart. I'm so rich. Mm-hmm. But instead he's like, I'm so smart. Period. End. Yeah. And I'm better than Zach. <laughs> I just, I find it interesting also that Booth works for the FBI and doesn't know this about Hodgins. Yeah, you would think that they would have to do some sort of background check Yeah, because they're going to be uh, yeah. exposed to all this confidential, top secret information. Exactly. Oh, well. Holes <laughs> in these plots. There's holes in these plots. Although you've disproved both of my timeline. Issues, so, you know, that's not a hole. Oh, my God. So then, uh, oh, they catch a shot of the abductor on the video that Angela has. Yeah. And Booth makes a suggestion about trying to hone in on the reflection of the abductor in the door as they're leaving the mall. Exactly. And she's like, oh, Which yeah, I that's smart. Know. Like, I thought of that, like, two hours ago, okay? <laughs> Like, I should get paid by the FBI. Malls are made of glass. Let's go. <laughs> so, I think very, like, there's a very quick scene uh-huh. also where we learn that Brennan's writing a new book. Oh, is this where this happens now? I think. Did I get that out of order? Well, I just have, like, this moment I wrote down. I don't remember the scene, but it says uh, Booth and Zach are talking a lot in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> They're interacting they really more than ever. And- I find there's not really many scenes where Hodgins talks directly to Brennan. It's usually Hodgins and Zach mm. together. Mm. Zach and Brennan. Mm-hmm. Hodgins and Zach with Honestly. Brennan. Yeah. Angela with Brennan. Never yeah. Hodgins with Brennan. So the fact that they had this very, again, very quick, like, yeah. one-minute scene was like, oh, okay, Hodgins is just coming by. Right. And maybe he, maybe he tried to call her and she didn't pick up the phone or something, but he has... An idea of what, basically, anyway. Yeah, he has an idea of what was going on. Um, what chemical the kid had in his body, yes, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, no, see, I'm, I'm like, the thing, notes. I'm looking at my notes, I'm like, what's okay, what going do I write on? Down he goes down? to her office. He's yes. um, basically, uh, yeah, so he's identified the chemical in the kid's mouth as fluoride, but it's yes. too high for toothpaste. So it's a very, like, fluoride is, like, nasty. It's, like, level of, like, uh, chlorine or something like that. It's, like, insane. And then he looks around her office, like you said, and she's got all these weird post-it notes all over the place. And he figures out that she's writing another book. Exactly. Which, this is weird, man. And that she got a car. Which, she doesn't know. Yeah. he probably doesn't care because he has 12 cars in his garage. Right, 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 right. <laughs> But, yeah, so Angela has has the face of the abductor, as you mentioned. They have this reflection. They are figuring out that it is 
um, oh, wait, I want to go back. I want to okay, go back. Okay, yeah, sorry. Because I goes to her office, finds out she's writing another book. She feels, like, guilted into it because they gave her a car. Like, she feels obligated. She has to work on her book right now in the middle of this child abduction Every and murder time. case. It was the same thing in that episode a couple episodes ago where she was like, I need to finish these World War One skeletal Exactly. Like, what is things. she doing? Like, Not now she's going to do her outline? Or, like, organizational... <laughs> Now she's doing her own. Now. Like, not at the office. At the office where she's going to get interrupted nonstop. Yes. Like, go home, take like a couple weeks off, and go to like a resort and like be by yourself and write a book. Don't sit there. That's a perfect idea. (laughs) Maybe I should write a book. Oh, me too. (laughs) So, yeah, he says like they should be in solidarity, and he tells her not to write the book, and he's not going to go to the banquet. Yes, exactly. And I'm going to move my chair. One moment. Okay. <laughs> These chairs are very uncomfortable. I'm sorry. I know. We should get okay. you uh, some cushions, girl. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ow. Okay. So, We're almost yeah. there. We're almost We're there. Almost there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, we find out some interesting things. Mm-hmm. We also find out that, so that reflection that you were mentioning. Yes. Um, appears to be Sean Cook, who mm-hmm. is the victim's foster brother. Sean for those of you following along, is the younger brother. Yes. So they, I know, I've made a note that Booth is hanging around the lab a lot in this one. Oh, yeah. And then he comes into Brennan's office and tells her Angela found the face. Uh, Booth notices the notes on the wall, too. True. Um, I kind of skipped over that. Is this where they go to the Angelator? They go to the the Angelator in a There's little like bit. There's like that... Oh, and the, okay. Yeah, I think they, so they, at this point, they go to interrogate Sean Cook. Oh. Sean Cook has to have uh, his juvenile prosecutor inside the room in a couple, in a scene or two, then we, we end up at the Angelator because we're trying to run, run yes. scenarios. Yes, yes, yes. To try to determine, okay, was it actually Sean Cook yeah. that killed this boy? Exactly, exactly. Or was it someone else? Um, which, so this is weird. This scene is weird where they go to talk to weird. Sean and Booth's in the room with him and Sean doesn't want to talk. Then I might have note that Booth pulled his pants down to show him a scar. <laughs> he didn't really. He just sort of like... With the child advocate sitting I know. directly beside There's him. There's a child advocate there and Booth's like, hey, check out this scar on my hip or yeah. whatever. He's like basically pulling his pants down. 100%. And uh, told him about a scar he got in the war. And then Sean shows Booth these horrible cigarette burns on his arms that he got from his father. Which he, it sort of builds the story that he really is living this better life being with Margaret. Yes. Because he talks about, he's like, this is what my father did to me. And Mm, Margaret wouldn't do anything like that. Yes, he's very fond of Margaret. And on the other side of the glass, we have Brennan. Yeah. Who's there with this juvenile prosecutor. Yeah. The juvenile prosecutor, very jaded. Extremely jaded. Has obviously <laughs> seen cases, too many cases yeah, of child killers. For sure. But she, she, although the audience, at least I did not believe, I'm not believing for a second that this young kid, he's way too cute, killed this other boy. We shouldn't say that because people have gotten away with stuff being cute. But I'm just That's saying true. this kid is just very, he's very... Cuteness isn't a good reason. But he seems too yeah sincere. Exactly. He but seems he doesn't he doesn't seem like the kind of kid who could switch it off. Like, no. like he's a sociopath, but no. also a very sweet, nice little boy. But Brennan's freaking out. 
Yeah, she is freaking out. She's again coming up with the like coming up with the point that foster kids are powerless and mm-hmm. we have to protect them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're she's saying to the prosecutor prosecutor, you're in a position to protect these kids and mm-hmm. all you have to do is say that this child advocate isn't being aggressive enough and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that basically the prosecutor's like, what do you want me to do about it? This kid could very well have Yeah, been she has no time for this. Like, yeah. she believes that the kid might be guilty, yeah. so she doesn't want to give him any leeway, for sure. But Brennan's like, oh my God, this is terrible. Exactly. So what do we have now? The next thing we have, Angela is grilling Hodgins <laughs> on how rich he is and how he's rich and why he didn't tell him. Obviously, he didn't tell her because... Because she's grilling him she's, and being crazy. She's Angela. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's over it. And yeah. he's, like, being a weirdo. And then she walks away from him because she's like, screw you. Because he's not being forthcoming with, like, exactly. any, like, why didn't you tell me? He's kind of being a dick and he's taking it out on her. He's, like, really upset. Yeah. Well, I think he's he's upset that... A couple, about a couple things. Like he's less. upset that he knows that she knows yes, about him at definitely. all. Definitely. But then she's all. He's also upset that, like Zach, like told his secret. Yeah. Which I'm assuming Zach wasn't supposed to do. Yeah, but Zach. But I it's mean, Zach. Come on. What do you expect? <laughs> you can't. You can't. So what happened? I've got this written here that Brennan asks. Oh, sorry. Brennan comes over. Yeah. And interrupts Hodgins. Because he's doing some kind of conspiracy rant about fluoride. Oh, that was yeah. it. He was talking about... It's in toothpaste, yeah, it's yeah, in yeah. teas, yeah. drinking water. Yeah. can cause conditions like brain damage. Yeah, yeah, blah, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah. Did you ever do fluoride treatments in school? I did, yeah. I yeah. did fluoride treatments. I, like... I Where was... did you go to school? I went to school, so I went... I went to a public school from grades... From, like, SK to grade 6 in Toronto. Why were you doing fluoride treatments? Didn't they have fluoride in the water yet? They did have fluoride in the water. I did fluoride. Maybe it wasn't at school. It was at, like, the dentist. Oh, no. Every day, a nurse would come into our class with a tray, one of those cafeteria trays. Yeah. With Dixie cups with fluoride in them. Are you serious? Because we lived in a rural area where we lived in well water. Yeah. So we had this nurse come in and we'd have to put it in our mouth and swish it around in our yeah. mouth and spit it out. That's insane. I had no idea. And then she'd come in like every few months and tell us how to brush our teeth. And yeah. Because we were all like country hicks who, <laughs> like I said, we all well, of our water was well, well water, water. So exactly. we were worried about our teeth. Yeah, no, I, I grew up in Toronto. So they, they, at school, I didn't have anything like that. But at the dentist, like when mm. I remember when I was a kid. I would go and like they had different flavors. I think they had grape, and I was like, mm, great. No, ours was just straight up like okay. tastes like bleach. Kind yeah. Of. Um, oh, great. <laughs> it was uh, kind of weird when you think of it, you know. Yeah. Well, like this nurse walks in. It could be anything. Yeah. <laughs> Drink this. You and just spit it out. Trust that it's not going to kill you. Switch here. and spit. God, times have changed. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my God. Hundred percent. Yeah. I was in the eighties, guys. Okay, relax. <laughs> Wasn't that long ago. Yeah, yeah, Brennan and Hodgins end up having a little convo. Hodgins is being a little paranoid. Mm-hmm. He mentions, okay, let me give you something useful, though. And he says, okay, it could have come from wood preservatives, paint thinners, car wax, some other industrial products. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Brennan's not really, like, she's interested, but at the same time, she doesn't really, it's, it's almost as if she doesn't even hear him. Yeah. Sort of. And she all she cares about is Angela quitting her job and... Yeah. Like, he's giving her this very important information that very clearly is pointing to who could have killed this kid. Yep. 
And she's like, so do you think Angela's going to put her job? I know, she's like, anything? all worried about it. And I'm like, girl, focus up. She's <laughs> writing together. books, worried about Angela, talking about the foster system. Yeah. Like, what about the case? <laughs> God. Keep it together, Brennan. <laughs> so Booth goes to Brennan while she's checking over the bones again. Um, yeah. And he breaks a pencil while he's talking to her. It's a weird scene to me. He's behaving yeah. very oddly in this one. Like he's 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 behaving as though he's not familiar with these people on some level. Like he's acting kind of weird. Like like as if he couldn't understand. I, I I don't know. I feel like every every person, every character in this in this episode is affected by it at some level by the fact that they're dealing with this child. You know what? That's it. Uh, he's they're all acting very odd because of this case, for sure. They definitely all have different reactions. Mm-hmm. It def- this is a weird scene because he breaks his pencil because he's so stressed out it seems mm-hmm. and then and also because he thinks that she's asking too much of him because she's basically saying you need to um, she, she's been saying like, you need to make sure you, you make, she said, she says you need to make sure that you keep these kids back out of foster care yeah. because they cannot go back in the system. Yeah. And so he's basically coming in saying, okay, I pulled some strings. Yeah. I made sure that they're in, they're together, secure. they're together, yeah. which was really important to her. Yeah. Um, and, but at the same time he's saying, you don't understand though, like, if you don't like rules, then you usually just ignore them. But yeah. I can only pull so many strings. Right. He feels powerless, for sure. Exactly. And she's just not happy about that. No, but it is, I think it, I don't know if she took it in as much as she should have, but I thought it was pretty meaningful that he sort of stuck his neck out and did that for, for her because it was something that was important to her. And even if he didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. He still tried to make sure that these kids were kept together and, and in the best care possible. Right. But basically, because he breaks his pencil, typical Brennan situation, yeah. it makes her think. Like, yeah. oh, okay, you broke this pencil. Pencils make me think of fractures and trauma bones, yeah. and mm-hmm. brittle bones mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And then they think, okay, like, we got to run scenarios. We got to go right. to the Angelatron. So they got to go to the Angelator. So oh, Angelator. They they all, the Angelatron. Um, so Booth, Brennan, and Angela are going in the hallway. This is where I was, was talking about earlier. So they're running to the Angelator to run uh, things, scenarios, and then Hodgins shows up, and he starts pleading with them about his poor little rich boy life and how terrible it is for him. And he just wants to be a scientist. He's saying, leave me alone. When he said, unfortunately, my family is one of those families who secretly runs the world. I was like, okay, gag me. Give me I was, a break. I hope no one cares. And you know who doesn't care is Booth. Booth does not oh, give yeah, a shit. He does not care. <laughs> And also, we yeah. know from a very recent episode that he doesn't really like these spoiled rich kids. No. no. So no. he's no. not having any of it. But he's basically, Hodgins is basically not threatening them, but ask, he does ask them somewhat politely hmm. to say, like, this is, the, please don't tell my secret. Because yeah. I, and I, this is a scene where I actually kind of don't hate Hodgins. I know he's being, they're trying to make him empathetic, but how can you possibly make this filthy rich dude? Like, I can't. I'm sorry. And I just, okay, fine. I don't give a shit. Like, whatever. Go live your life. 
we have things to do, okay? Like, can we move forward? Yeah, so. well, at least we know why he doesn't want to go to the banquet now. It's yeah, not just because well, he's a conspiracy theorist. Right, it's because he doesn't want to go and, like, he's, like, basically yeah. a donor himself. And he's going to get, like, people are going to want to talk to him who are exactly. rich. And because he's uncomfortable in the exactly. society. And it's going to ruin the life that he's created that he loves. He yeah, says. they're going to want to make it bigger than it is. Exactly. And, like, make a big story like, oh, out look. of it. A donor is actually working at the lab. Good yeah. For him. Yeah, exactly. What's so, the, so the next scene, they're at the Angelator. They are. This is an interesting... Can I talk about this? Because I, I made do. some yes, notes please. here. Because Angela says that Charlie was... He, she talks about his height. So she talks about his height in feet and his weight in pounds. Yes. And then he talks about Sean, how that he was so many meters high and he weighed so many kilograms. Yeah, that was a and bit then confusing. <laughs> his brother David has both kilos and pounds. Yeah. Feet and meters. Which I'm a feet and pounds person. Are you though? I am. I have recorded proof that you do talk in kilos. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably just because I like numbers and I calculate. <laughs> but like if someone says I'm five nine, yeah. I have no I like I don't I don't have an idea of how many meters that is. Oh, me neither. Kilograms to pounds I can convert. Yeah, it's quick though. It's quick. Yeah. But meters Height is hard. Feet, yeah, that that's that's confusing for me. Anyway, sorry, but yeah, okay. No, but I thought it was interesting they brought both measurements. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. For our uh, international viewers. I suppose. <laughs> but I mean, we're Canadian, so we can handle yeah, it, Yeah, we right? can handle it. Unlike some of those people, those snowflake people that can't handle like using other types of measurements of volume and height. <laughs> Regardless, so they do this stuff. Brennan figures that he was crushed, like he was crushed by something. There's some kind of compression that happened. Yeah. Angela plays a scenario, and then she starts breaking down. Like she just can't handle it because she's actually putting this visual up of this kid getting attacked. And I'm just curious about this because didn't she set this up to begin with? She was the one who set it up. She's she put all the parameters in, so this shouldn't have been the first time she's seen this, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that that was definitely interesting. <laughs> I wrote in my notes, she's useless. <laughs> so upset Follow with... that note up with, what's her job? I was so upset with Angela's, like, what are they doing with this woman? And I was like, God. The worst part is she has so much potential. I like, know. she's obviously a very bright person <sighs> to be able to do all this graphic design. Software development. Software development. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. Well. Anyway. But because of her, we get a lot of information yes. about who our potential killer is, which so, is great. Go for it. So we find out that the killer must be about 86.2 kilograms or 190 pounds in American. That's basically my weight. That's what Booth wants to uh, That's what, I fight what is at? it in American? That's my fighting weight. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> 80 kilos plus. That's awesome. Heavyweight over here. <laughs> I would love to do, do like different, not shows isn't the right word. Like fights, I don't have any. Well, we haven't fought for a while, obviously. True, of COVID. COVID. Yeah, but also I'm so old and not true. Well, I'm a master, and it's hard to find a match, right? Like, oh, okay, yeah, you yeah. have to match with age, weight, and experience. Oh, okay. So I'm a novice, which means I'm very new. Okay, I've only had two fights, and That's I'm a heavyweight. Cool. Okay, and I'm 48 years old. Okay, so to find a woman. 
yeah. like me to fight is going to be really hard. Okay. You know, I will fight whoever wants to if I find a match. What I have done in the last few years is we do these sort of sparring exp- exhibitions okay. at the gym. Yeah. And they're fundraisers usually for the gym. Okay. And we have like different matches. So I the really fun one we did, I sparred with a guy. Like we spar with men and That's women. That's so cool. But I was the only one who was matched with a man. Okay. And we were one of the first people to go up. And we had such a blast. This guy, Matt Lewis, he's, he's a diamond smile. He's just a wonderful guy. Super tall and handsome and charming. Okay. And we had such a good time sparring each other. We yeah. were joking around as we were doing it. And we're like, I'm coming for you. And then we, we were putting on a show. So we were like... I would like come at him a little bit harder and like try to get him to. Anyway, we would just we had an agreement. That it's like a wrestling so match. Yeah. Where we were like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. Yeah. But uh, so they're exhibitions we do to show people that anybody can do it. You can come, have a good yeah. time. It's really fun fitness and yeah, all that That's stuff. That's so cool. Yeah. That's really fun. But I don't, I don't see me being able to find a match for. Yeah. Well, and even well, I'm sure that it. It takes a lot out of you, probably, to do a fight as well. Well, you do train a little bit more intensely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But 100%. I mean, I'm pretty much the whole key to training as a boxer is to always be ready. Yeah. Always be ready to fight. Because if That's you're so not, cool. you know, well, you never know when yeah. the fight's going to present itself. So you oh, should always sure. be in shape, always ready. And I'm ready. So like cool. today, I, I think. I'm not quite that ready. I haven't sparred enough. But I mean, even now, my friend Martin and I will. Well, at the end of a workout, we'll do some sparring, some technical stuff. We yeah. punch each other around just to try out some new things. That's so cool. But I can't wait to get back in the ring. It's oh, a for sure. great experience. Anyway. That's awesome. Sorry, I'm sorry. I got off, off topic. Because so I was like, about so me. interesting. No, I like to hear. <laughs> and it gives me an opportunity. Okay, moving my butt on my squeaky chair. Um, yeah, so we find out that this, um, we, we start to eliminate some people. Mm. Is we realize, okay... If this person has to be 190 pounds... It's not Margaret. Can't be Margaret. Mm. Can't be either of the cook kids because they're young kids. Right. We got to look for a full-grown man. It can't be Skylar. Skylar. Because Skylar was only 160 pounds or so. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what they're estimating. And here is the heartbreaking scene. And, yeah. So, But I, I literally... Anyway, go. Well... Basically, they conclude, okay, we don't know who it, we don't really know who it is at this point, Mm -hmm. but we know who does. Mm -hmm. And we know that it's Mm Sean that knows um, Mm -hmm. who killed Charlie because that's, because Sean would have taken this Mm -hmm. kid, taken Charlie to this person. Yeah. And Brennan, surprisingly, this surprised me. She asked, she said, let me interrogate uh, Sean, this kid. Yes. And because Booth, he won't talk to Booth. Right. And because he showed him his scar. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a big well, intimidating he's, man, too. Exactly. He's intimidating. Um, Brennan says, she, Brennan thinks she knows what to say. Mm-hmm. And Brennan thinks that she's the right person. Right. To talk to him. And we get some insight into why that is yes. later. But eventually, like, if we cut to the next scene, we we do learn that. Booth does give her give her the opportunity. So right. now it's now we're we're flipped. Yes. Booth is now standing there with the juvenile prosecutor yes. from outside, and now Brennan's talking to Sean while the child advocate observes. Yes. So here we go. There's a our little bit of content warning here. But Brennan 
starts talking uh, to Sean. She just starts sort of sharing her story with yeah. this little boy. And she talks about being in foster care. And this is how Booth finds out about a little bit about Brennan's past. Yeah. And um, so this is where he finds out that she was in foster care. So she tells a little bit about her story and she tries to, she's empathizing with him because she, she understands the horrors. Which is so uncharacteristic for her character, but she is able to relate to this kid so well. Uh-huh. And it made me like her character better. 100%. Which I already like. I do already like Brennan, as yes. weird as she is. Yes. <laughs> Quirky. Weird is not the right word. I am. She's growing on me, yes. for sure. But who I really <laughs> fell in love with in this scene is Sean. Yes. Because he is so cute. And he just starts Bawling. Yeah. And it made me cry. Oh I my know. God, he's so good. It yeah, oh, this is a really heartbreaking scene for sure. And it Brennan is obviously moved by this kid mm-hmm. and is making promises that <laughs> yeah. Bo- poor Booth is standing there like, okay, I guess yeah, we're gonna do it. Yeah. But basically promising him that if he if he talks, if he tells her who hurt Charlie, mm-hmm. that she's going to ensure that her friend at the FBI is mm-hmm. going to make sure that, that he and David, his mm-hmm. brother, get to live with Margaret again. Yes. And... Booth is freaking out. She's she like, is, holy shit. Yeah. And Brennan is basically staring through this glass, this one-way glass. My back friend at me, like, can make sure I my have friend. a good friend who's going to help me. <laughs> I promise. Now, don't break promises to young kids, Booth. Oh, my God. And the- Brennan's crying. Sean's crying. Booth is freaking out on the other side of the glass with the juvenile prosecutor. Sean was so heartbreaking in this. Oh, my God. It was yeah. so heartbreaking. So, finally, Sean tells Brennan who it is. She does. And honestly... What is it? Does she hug him and he whispers it to her? He does. Yeah. So they, they kind of... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically he whispers it to her. There's some music playing. Mm-hmm. And... And Booth's off. And, off yeah. The and then they're off. And there's a lot of cut scenes at this point. This is where we get your 90s music. Yes, finally. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they have the whole waiting. ending of the show where they're, you know, arresting the suspect. Yeah. yeah. It, this just breaks, again, like, this whole the whole ending of this episode just breaks my heart because there are so many people affected by by this person. So, yeah. not spoiler alert because we're clearly yeah, getting there. Exactly. Um, but the the killer mm-hmm. is, or and the predator, yes. is actually um, Skylar's father. Which is Margaret Saunders' neighbor. Yes. Her uh, her husband. Which now makes sense. Yes. Because he would have seen the FBI pull up to the house, and now he suddenly needs to go on this job. Mm-hmm. Pull Skylar away. Mm-hmm. That It just makes sense now that that's why they showed us earlier that he had this extermination vehicle. Mm-hmm. It makes... Everything kind of comes together at yes. that moment. Um, and we do find out later on, um, after they, they arrest this uh, guy, Edward Nelson... For sexual assault and murder. Yes. Um, that, like, they had kind of assumed that basically he was doing horrible, horrible things to Charlie. And he basically almost got caught and he needed him to be quiet. And then he killed him accidentally. 
Um, yeah, so they during this montage, they're having like a montage. So they're arresting the father, uh, and they go back to the Jefferson. There's a scene where everybody's cleaning up all the paperwork from the from the investigation, and everything's very somber, of course. And yeah. then there's a shot of the neighbor who's upset, hugging her son. She's really upset that this is going on, obviously. And then there's people from a funeral home, I guess, coming yeah. to back to the lab to grab the remains, which has never happened before. No, I think they really wanted to bring home the point that this is a child. Yeah. As they show us the casket and they yeah, show the it's casket. Like full out closure of the room. here. I've never seen yeah. that before. Which I do like when we have full closure in yeah. an episode. Kind of nice. I never even thought of that before. <laughs> no. Like somebody fetches the remains, yeah. right? And they bury the body. Yeah. The, the only thing that I would complain about this episode is the fact that we didn't actually get to know the killer at all. He yeah. did not speak one word he was in this a whole random. episode. But you know what? Also probably best. Yes. We yeah. don't want to, like, because of the nature of the crime. Yes. Maybe we don't want to learn too much spend about too much time or empathize or, to, like, or be given an opportunity to feel sorry for him or whatever because... Yeah. He's a horrible human being. <laughs> exactly. Because as was said before the very beginning that this child was assaulted sexually. Exactly. And then murdered. Exactly. It's absolutely just awful. Yeah. So Booth goes back to the Jeffersonian to tell Brendan that they found out some more evidence that the father did it. Yeah. And there is a possibility that he abused more children, which is, yeah. you know. Uh, Including yes, his course, own son. Yeah, which is just awful yeah and then um uh booth apologizes to brennan about her experience in the foster system and she said something about getting skylar some help like so like he, or yeah. he said something like he's going to try to get skylar some help because they think that he was probably abused like you said exactly they want to make sure that he's going to be um sort of given put on the right Foot footing maybe for his adult life, mm-hmm. and get gets the help that he he probably will oh, need. Oh, his poor poor children. This is horrible. But so. we do find out. I think that this is a really beautiful scene at the end of it because we do have that moment where Booth is saying, "Listen, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You you have personal experience in the system in the foster yeah. system, and I was not mm-hmm. empathetic to that. I didn't even realize that that was the case. I should have well, been better. That's the point. He didn't know. Yeah. How is he supposed to know? No, he's not supposed to know. But he also <laughs> rushed to judgment as well without yeah. really knowing but he did ask earlier if she'd had any experience like yeah she know and she doesn't she didn't really she wasn't really forthcoming but we also i think mm. we learn at this point potentially yeah that brennan has a brother yeah because when she says when she was helping um sean interrogate sean yeah she says she she explains how what what happens when you go back into the system that they're going to take that they take you away from your brother. Yeah. So maybe not a brother, but this, we think maybe she has a sibling. Yeah. It seems like something that she could have related to. Yeah. Um, it doesn't sound like she was in the system for very long. Her grandfather got her out. Yeah. We'll find out, right? Yeah. But then she's not ready to really get into it no. with him. Like he wants to know more, but she's yeah. in a hurry because... It's time to go... Time to go to, to the, the banquet. <laughs> time to go to the banquet. <laughs> Oh my god, they're going to this banquet. They all meet up at the lab and they're all dressed up. Oh no, the funny oh she says to him oh sorry, she there says is to a him funny part. 
Right. So she has to go to the banquet. And she tells Booth that she, she got a dent in her car because she, she stopped parking like a Beaches senior citizen. Yeah. <laughs> Which she actually does listen to listen I to know, Booth. She actually kind of sweet. She also actually followed his advice. Yeah. Also, she, she didn't want to look like an idiot. <laughs> I just have to say, it doesn't matter what kind of car you drive. If you go to a parking lot, you're yes. going to get a dent in your door. One hundred percent. I have so many dings just from parking next to Greg. <laughs> In my little parking area in the back of the yeah. house. He has, like, I have white paint all over my black no. car because he keeps ding, ding, ding. I mean, like, come on, guy. <laughs> Stop dinging my car. <laughs> anyway, he starts laughing about this. He thought it was quite funny. So this is where we get this sort of, like, relief, release uh, from the tension of the episode, I think. Yes. Because they all meet up. They're dressed. To, they're all dressed up, going to this banquet. And um, what was I? What did I write down here? None of them want to go. <laughs> Which is so sad. Again, like we said, and I'm not a social person, like, at all. But, yeah, if you're going to give me a free, like, free opportunity to get dressed up, have drinks, drinks. have, like, yeah, have delicious food. Yours is better. No, but seriously. It's free. I know. It's Why probably really good, go? too, because it's, it's like multi-million dollar donuts yeah, are going to have. really take back, take home the centerpiece. Filet mignon. Well, you can do that at any wedding, but True. regardless, they probably have great silent auction stuff. Oh, yeah. They probably have really good champagne, excellent, like, filet mignon and salmon and all that shit. And all the donors will probably be thanking them for their amazing work. All their hard work, exactly. So, I yeah. said, here, Angela is depressing. <laughs> So she goes up. She doesn't want to go. This is cute. Goodman. Oh, I love Goodman. So Goodman is great. Angela's still thinking about quitting. And then, like, Goodman's kind of upset about this. Like, what are you talking about? Like, so he gives her this pep talk. What does he say? He She basically says, like, I'm not going to go. I Like, I don't like my job. I really just draw death masks. I'm not really useful. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of saying, is that really how you see your job? Because mm-hmm. I would say that you're one of the best of us. Mm-hmm. Is you add humanity mm-hmm. into the mixture. And mm-hmm. while we're looking at, like, the bones and we're just looking at, like, the, the remains, yeah. the science, you're giving victims back their faces. You're giving them back their identities. And you're reminding us... The, of the fact that we we treasure human life and we appreciate human life, right? And, and that's why we care about who these victims are. And she, I think this is exactly what she needed because she she gives Goodman a hug. Yeah, she right hugs away. him. She's so happy because he gave her this pep talk, and then Zach ruins it. <laughs> but I kind of, yeah. it's not like I agree with him, but it's like, <laughs> really, I don't know why. What is what does he say? He says, "I wrote this down." <laughs> I did too. He watches this whole interaction between Goodman and Angela and he goes, well, apparently all Angela needed was to hear her job description in a deep African-American tone. (laughs) What? Read the room, Zach. What? (laughs) Not inappropriate. Why wouldn't Goodman say, you're fired? Yeah, exactly. Pack your bags. You can't say that. Yeah, oh, it's completely insane. Like, even for this time, it was insane. It's also, he's so far down the totem pole. Yes. That he doesn't have a working relationship with Goodman to even attempt to make a a joke. Let alone something that could come across as a racist. Who does he think he is? Yeah. 
Why not a Zach good idea. Why would think that was even remotely appropriate? He's... But also, he's it was kind of funny at the same time. It I was thought... funny because of Goodman's reaction. Yeah. Because he's like, Mr. Addy. Yes. Like, get it together. Like, he's almost scolding him. Yes. Like, he's a little kid. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, really, Angela? Like... I don't know. Yeah. That's when you needed somebody to come along and tell you this. Like, I don't know. She just had no confidence in this episode. 100%. She, her insecurity was showing. It really was. Yeah, and for sure. She, she's doing a job that, she, again, she's very talented, clearly. She has many uh, talents. Many talents. <laughs> but she has trouble separating her emotions from cases, which I'm sure is difficult to do. But... Anyway, yeah. Yeah, so after all that crap from Zach, Booth conjures, like, he basically saves the day. He cooks up some fake evidence that Hodgins has to look into. So he hands him this file, like, you have to do this right now. It needs to be done overnight. It's urgent. Yeah. And so, fortunately, it means that he's off the hook and he doesn't have to go to this gala. to go to the banquet. I love it. That was very, I mean... Thank you, Booth. Thank you, Booth. <laughs> that was like a human thing to do. Yes. Like, you know, doing Hodgins is solid, you know. And then, of course, we have Brennan in a gown. I don't think I really... She is... I think Brennan is beautiful. Of course she is. This dress was not doing it for me. Well, I don't know. We'll have to look up the designer or something at yes, some point. I'm sorry, designer. <laughs> but I wrote down, <laughs> Booth notices Brennan for the first time. <laughs> Ever. And he tries to tell her she looks beautiful without saying it. Yeah. Like, he just, he just doesn't know how to say she looks beautiful. He just says you look good. She's way prettier than his buck-tooth, one-eyed girlfriend. Oh, yeah. That b- girlfriend he made up for the boys, for <laughs> sure. So then they have this whole exchange about... Oh, yeah. that I kind of like this little thing where Booth's like, he says to Brennan... How did you know I was going to keep my promise to you about keeping the boys together and, and getting, like this. Uh, giving them back to Margaret? And then what happens? And he says, she says, well, I knew you'd back me up. And I know you don't want to make me a liar. Right. But he said, but like, how did well, you know? Yeah, how, how do you know? And she says, because you want to go to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> And he's kind of looking at her, like, dumbfounded. And she's like, well, you do. Yeah. And they kind of just smile at each other. And she goes to the banquet. And he goes home to Tessa. Yeah, because he's like, you don't believe in... You don't believe in heaven, Brennan. He's like, she's like, yeah, but you do. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, she can manipulate his, his faith in God, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good job, Brittany. Yeah. What do you think? I... That was a good episode. Okay. It was very difficult to watch at times. Here is some ASMR of me creaking my chair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now it doesn't creak? Jesus. Oh, shit. There we go. Don't. I should rock it side to side. It's very, very, very fragile. Wobbly. So far, I haven't fallen on the ground, though. You haven't heard any deep, uh, <laughs> dark thuds. It was what revealing. You like, you learned yeah. about Hodgins being rich. Yeah. You learned about Brennan being in foster care and having a brother. Yeah. It was heavy. Yeah. You learn Angela... You learn that Angela is insecure, and maybe that's why she acts the way that she does. Yeah. Potentially. We, we got a little bit more out of her character. I think this might help her in the long run in terms of her character development, I suppose. Yeah. It makes her a little bit more... 
I don't know, personable on some level, I guess, and less kind of good time girl. Yeah. And Zach actually had a conscience and a heart in this yeah. one. Yeah. Well, he tried. And that kid who played Sean was so great. Breakout. When yes. he started fucking crying, I was like, no! I was I like, I lost my shit. Well, just that interaction between him and Brennan, that yeah. scene. Uh, that was so heartbreaking. That's why I'm curious about this this actor. Because, I mean, he had good yeah. chemistry with her. Like, in that scene. I know it's hard, weird to say chemistry, but, you know, it doesn't always no, mean yeah. sexual. It's just, also, it just means that you have a good exchange with somebody exactly. as an actor. And I think that they were really good. But they he was good with everybody, well though. He was. He was like the, the booth of, of uh, kids. Because <laughs> Booth has chemistry with everyone. He really does. Yeah. I, yeah you, can, you can put Booth in any scene and it works. Yeah. He was the same in Buffy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I wonder, he's in a new show, Seal Team 6. Yes, I, well, I follow him on Instagram, okay. so I know about it. But I, I can't find the show. I haven't watched the show. I do, I really like him as an actor. Yeah. I don't know. He's gotten better since Buffy, okay. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> when he first started with Buffy, I was like, is this, like, he was like, this kind of stone-faced, you know? Okay. He's very kind of, like, stone-faced. Yeah. Like, but I guess that was his character, too, but. Sorry, David, Still. okay? Don't take it personally. It was Please a long time ago. Show. Please come on my show. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm just glad this one's over. Oh, for sure. Well, okay. All in all, success. success. Again. Yes. We made it through this one. I We've was really five. worried about this one. Yes. Because it was so intense and it really was. sad. And I was like, oh, how are we going to do it? Yeah. But I, think, I think we gave, I think we did it justice. I think we navigated. Yes. We're good. We're good. So thank I you like for it. listening. We're going to call it quits here. And we'll see you next time on Squidcast. Squidcast. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Squidcast with me, Kelly Booth, and my and your new friend, Brittany Elsner. The Bones theme is performed by The Crystal Method. They can be found on Instagram and YouTube at The Crystal Method and at thecrystalmethod.com. Intro and outro music is by Twisterium at Pixabay. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Squintcast. Email us at squintcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at fab underscore empire underscore on Instagram and TikTok. Brittany can be found at Brittany81523 on Instagram. See you next time. Hodgins! <laughs>